and welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, the podcast where each episode we delve deep into cinema sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partners in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And Miss Helen McIntyre. Hi. Um, so first of all, apologies to anybody watching along at home who was expecting us to be covering Versus this episode, as we told you last episode. But it's been a little while because uh, both Mark and myself have been on holiday. So it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. And in that time, Netflix dropped the sequel to what held the record for the longest time as the worst film we'd ever seen on this podcast. So there was no way. There was simply no way that we couldn't <laughs> drive straight back in and look at 365 days this day um we we had to we we know you'd be expecting no less of us so versus is coming well i'm gonna leave that joke there it's too early versus is coming <laughs> but for now um i've suggest i've subjected everybody to 365 days this day and i hold my hands up and apologize because i know i was the one pushing for this but i was just like look the the last one kind of took on legendary status uh, yeah. between mark and myself i mean i I described it on our last podcast as nothing but two hours of music and fucking. Um, it's also, without a shadow of a doubt, until we'd seen Bat Pussy, the most repulsive film I've ever seen in my life. So, you know, there was a high bar for this one. You, uh, you described it to me as Beauty and the Beast meets The Godfather Part 3. Pretty much. It's not I, that I still, I, I, well, well, I didn't say it was good, did I? I just said it was It was like Godfather things. Part 3, I thought. You know, as opposed to like, you know, one or two. Well, that that's specifically why I said Godfather Part. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what I mean. It's it's not that good. It ain't one of the good ones. Um, but it, you know, it's got those elements in it. It's got the Stockholm syndrome, Booty and the Beast. It didn't have any singing table wear, as I remember being expressly disappointed by when we did the last yeah. one, because there is a scene where they have a banquet and he gets all aggressive and she storms off. There's no fucking singing and dancing candelabras, so that ruined it. But anyway, this isn't about the first one. Um, this is about the sequel. Um, just before we dive into this, before we actually get into the film, I've got to say, this is probably the worst title I think I've ever seen. Like, well, it's I've I've been looking at this um, in the last of five minutes before we started, and it's it's based on a book, and the book is just called This Day. The three six five day things has been tacked on for the uh, for to show to show it's part of the the as part of that trilogy for film because obviously you know netflix viewers apparently aren't that bright and wouldn't work out that the same cast the same characters and effectively the same fucking story is going to be related well i mean you you would do that with a film franchise anyway right you need to you need to tag it as being part of that franchise so i can understand putting the three six five days in front of it that's not the bit that bothers me but the title doesn't work no why is it this day why is it not 366 days or why is it not 365 365 days days later yeah or 365 days today or whatever this day makes no sense now i'm gonna give them a slight pass and maybe put that down to it being lost in translation which you know maybe there's a lot with the dialogue in this film and the last one where you kind of look at it and go yeah but maybe it's just been lost in translation i don't know but either way 365 days this day just sounds wrong and that annoys me yeah (laughs) like it really fucking annoys me and, and um, so the next one, the, the last one in the trilogy, is called 365 Days Next Day. So Why? Why, why? isn't this one next day? And why isn't that one final day? Fuck knows. Or, or as you say, later. Um, or incidentally, we, end of days. Yes. Um, I mean, that's assuming there's even going to be a next one because, I mean, this one was number one of the Netflix chart for a little while as well. I don't think it held on quite as long as the no, first one because... So. As we discussed in the last podcast, the first one came out during lockdown. Everybody was bored and horny. So, you know, it did really well. 
Whereas mm. this one hasn't done quite so well, and it's certainly not been received as well. Um, if anything, uh, I mean, this one's had a fucking drub in by fans of the first one, and we know you're out there. We know people yeah. like the first one. I, I don't understand them. you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand people who like the first one. I think, you know, if, if you're working with people like that, um, I'd maybe be keeping a close eye on them. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> because I, I don't think sane people can actually be anything but disgusted uh, by that first film. But, you know, hey, horses for courses, as we said on Bat Pussy, we're not here to kink shame. Um, and as we said about the first one as well, I just, you know, kink shaming is one thing. Um Borderline illegal stuff is something totally different. Yeah, you know, you you do what you like as long as you don't hurt anybody. Um, not so much the case with 365 days. Um, and actually, this film does hurt my eyeballs as well. Yeah. So you know, but I'm just going to put this out there on Front Street. We'll dive into this. We'll go through the film as we as we normally do. This is a fucking thousand times better than that first film. I don't know, like it's getting review bombed and stuff, but this is. For my money, this is like this is like fucking Citizen Kane compared to that first film. <laughs> I, th- I think like, the reason for that, and I think the re- the reason for you thinking that is also the reason why it's being panned is because it's not just a two hour music video with lots of fucking. There's yeah, actually yeah, there's, some semblance of a plot. There's character development. No, there is a plot. There's, there's all one, sorts of things. There's one plot point. There's only one because I only made one note of oh god, forty minutes in, here's a plot point. Yeah. Yeah, but Helen, that's still a thousand times better than the first one. <laughs> this that's that's, that's hundred percent more plot than you had in the first one. All of these things were absent from three hundred and sixty-five days, right? So to all of a sudden see them pop up is like fucking hell. They they've actually thought about this. Here's some character development. Here's an actual plot. Yes, we've stolen it from Twilight, but you know who cares? Um, so yeah, I mean, for my money, this was I wouldn't say good, but. Better. way better than the first one i have a lot of questions having not watched the first one having listened to the podcast about the first one and decided you know what i've got better things to do with my time wise uh, i didn't yeah. re-watch the first one before watching this one either i couldn't bring myself to do it i will never ever watch that first film again uh, I so i did a... the same thing i listened back yeah. to our episode i was gonna say i did that um i spent a lot of time in the car the last couple of days so that's exactly what i've done as well um just gone back to it and and, and picked it up from there yeah. Now, interestingly, Mark, um, aside from the fact where you read out the plot of two and three at the end of the yeah. the first part, which which I'd forgot that you you'd done, and actually I didn't listen to the podcast until after I'd watched this one. I just wanted to do it more to prep for tonight right. than to actually watch the film. Um, but in listening to it back, we and I remember doing this at the time over a, about this, a series of about four text messages, decided to write the sequel to Three Hundred Sixty Five Days. <laughs> yes. Do you remember this? Vaguely, um, yeah. <laughs> And there's a point where this film started, like within the first two minutes where I was going, oh, my fucking God, like they, they've got hold of our text messages. Like they, <laughs> this is happening. Like, well, because... well, apparently this was written previously and they, 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 they shot this during lockdown, apparently, so just after lockdown. So uh, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe maybe we were hat. Well, I mean, can't, can't blame the news. The world are not here anymore. It, it was based on the books, but it was just one of those things where I was like, because we decided that it was, uh, what's the what's the friend's name? Ol- Olga. Olga. Olga, yeah. Olga. best we thing just, in it. Yes, totally agree, 100%, um, as she was in the first one. So yeah. we had decided that the tunnel incident was all orchestrated by Olga, who's secretly madly in love with Laura and is freeing her from Massimo so the two of them can run away together and form a perfectly happy life where they just do nothing but scissor each other for the rest of their existence. Uh, or, and 
and there was something to do with electrics because we wanted to work electric boogaloo into the title. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and I think didn't she cut the power or something and electrocute herself? I can't remember what we worked out, but there was there was something about oh, and they and then they were dancing in the tunnel as well. But yeah. anyway, the Olga thing, like after you get the inaugural kind of wedding dress sex scene at the, at the top of this, yeah, which yeah, no, we'll come back, not, we'll, not we'll circle back dress, around. You, know, you can see through no. the fucking thing. Yeah, we'll we'll circle back around to that dress, believe me, and the practicalities of fucking in it because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but, <laughs> but straight after that, like Olga shows up and the tension between those two is unfucking real. Yeah. Like they, it was in the first one as well. Whenever the two of them are on screen together, you 100% buy that they just like they're madly in love with each other. The, yeah. Like the tension between her and Laura is palpable. And for most of the film, I've actually written in my notes. I'm skipping forward in my notes already. I get the feeling this is going to be one of those podcasts. But I have written um, at the start, if these two, the tension between these two is real, if they don't fuck before the end of this film, I'm going to be furious. Spoilers, yep. they didn't in- fuck. Yeah. But interestingly enough, when Olga first turned up, bear in mind, I didn't know who anybody was. Hmm. I thought she was the world's most put upon wedding planner. So I didn't think- <laughs> I mean, she's the world's most put-upon best friend, isn't she? Oh, God, she, oh God yeah. 100%. But because she was turning up with, like, the wedding thing and she starts having a go at them, she's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You're in the wedding dress. There's a wedding to go on. And she's been going through all the underwear and stuff. I thought, my God, whatever they are paying you, they are not paying you enough money. <laughs> and it wasn't until afterwards, like, where they're having the scene between the two of them and she's confessing about the miscarriage and just dropping this whole bit of, oh, I had an accident and then I miscarried, but we're just not going to talk about that. And I was just like, what the fuck have I missed? Well, yeah. that was the thing. And I I've, I vaguely remember, because it, it was it was the way they set, it, they, they set up the end. Obviously, they set it up that she died at the end yes. of the first film. Yeah. Yes. So the whole thing is, she, you know, car goes into the tunnel, doesn't come out the other side. And then we cut away to one of his lieutenants telling him something that we don't hear. And he bursts into tears and starts wailing and howling and all the rest of it. So the assumption is that she's dead. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we see either of them, it's however long later, she's alive and they're having sex. So hang on. What, what okay, happened? Yeah. Let, let's let's I, get into it then. Go on. Can I ask a question, though? Because this really confused me. Yeah. Why was she blonde when she was getting married, but then went to be in dark hair but later she's, on? She's, she's naturally a brunette. She, yeah. yeah. So they, so, she so, bleached so, her hair to disguise her identity in the first one because she was with Massimo, and that made her a target, evidently. Yeah. Well, no, what it was is they had to go back and do reshoots, and she changed her hair between it. So then they had to go along with her being blonde for the end of the film. So, yeah. oh, well, yeah, she was blonde last time we saw her, so... Clearly, you know, no time has passed because that die job will you know, that, that would have lasted forever. Um, so yeah, so now we she's blonde again, and now we want to go back to being a brunette because yeah, why not? There are story reasons, but but the character starts as a brunette, yeah, and then dyes her hair blonde. Um, you know, there's obviously a wanky explanation, especially with the first one. There is a wanky reason of it where that's transformative for her character as well. Yeah, um, but you know yeah so ba- basically they after didn't the think fitting. of any of that she decided to bleach her hair and they were fucked basically yeah. so she, she, she went off felicity and they had, had to going to go with it yeah right um, okay. but yeah there, there is there is story reason for that and of course then yeah she does go back to brunette um well within about 10 minutes really yeah um so yeah. i think i think the preference last time mark was that we decided we preferred her as a brunette anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you didn't think she looked very good as a blonde uh, no, i it, it i had no preference good. either way very but, unconvincing yeah, I had no preference either way. 
Um, but yeah, we, we did decide. I remember us having that discussion in the last one. Yeah. Um, so okay, let, let's dive into it then. It feels like we're kind of there because we're all we're all chomping at the bit to dive into the into the story. In well, yeah, because I want to find out what happened after twenty minutes when I went off. Oh, fuck, I'm going to do the ironing instead. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, like this opening. Bearing in mind now, this is smut. Let's call it what it is. This is supposed to be smut. This opening is about as erotic and looks like a fucking Lloyd's Bank advert. Like. Yes. You, <laughs> And the banks the are available. is a Lloyd's Bank advert, right? And and then when the music kicks in, the title is in the fucking song. Yuck. There's, there's only one thing worse than a character speaking a film's title, and that's putting it in a song and trying to sneak it through. If you're going to do this shit, you have to be really like full on, break the fourth wall, straight to camera, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, just dropping it in the song. No, doesn't work for me. Now, remind me uh, about this, Mark, because I forgot. I mean, I only listened to our podcast yesterday and we talked about it then, but I've forgotten again already because goldfish brain. Um, isn't there something like one of the stars is also a recording artist, aren't they? And they've done the soundtrack. There was something. Yeah, I've got I a feeling so, it's yeah. Massimo, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Seriously. One of them like wrote yeah, the theme tune, sang the theme tune. Yeah. 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 Big yeah. yeah. style. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Massimo. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, Obviously, he's not it singing this because it's a female voice singing this. So maybe Laura's in on the act now as well. And by the way, listeners, no, um, I am. It's him. Yeah, yeah I him. thought it was. Yeah. I am going to refer to them by their character names. OK, not because I'm being willfully, willfully ignorant of the performers, just because I'm going to butcher their fucking names. So let's yeah. spare ourselves all of the embarrassment and just refer yeah. to them as Massimo and Laura. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I can go along with that. Because yeah. because we can do that. I am going to butcher those names otherwise. So yeah. let, let's just do that. Right. Yeah, so this opening just feels like a Lloyd's Bank advert. And then we are straight to the fucking, no messing around. Here's Laura in a wedding dress. And they just, like, right. So let's get to this to start with. And there's a lot of unconvincing sex in this film. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Ain't nobody buying that, A, she's going to let anyone near her with that fucking dress on. Because that looks like it cost a fucking fortune. Which is ridiculous because there's fuck all to it. There's actually no no material has been used. What the fuck did the cost go on? That's how you know it's expensive. Yeah, there is no way she's going to risk getting his swimmers all over that fucking dress, right? Because if she gets a milky fucking stain on that, she's going to be furious. So that's fair. It's a bit fucking hypocritical wearing white anyway. (laughs) Yes, it is. Good point. Um, so, So there's that. But then also, the length of that fucking train, how the hell does he get her up on that table? Like, you'd break her fucking neck. (laughs) <laughs> well let's no... be fair it wouldn't be the first time would it well no it wouldn't but there isn't right there, i'm sorry there is just no way that anybody is fucking in that dress no just absolutely not no it's way. just logistically impossible also and this is yeah, this is very much kind of nitpicking i know but we don't see him remove her underwear at all so bearing in mind this dress is basically see-through are we assuming she's just rocking around going commando the whole time yeah because that's why olga's coming up yeah with, with, with a, yeah yeah yeah, because she's got no underwear on. And so August turns up to say, what pair of knickers do you want to wear with your dress? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, I didn't need to see this. And that was why I was just like, the poor wedding planner. I didn't realise the, they were friends. The, the best part no. of that is that you know, she's in this, you know, this sheer see-through dress and the selection of underwear she's brought down, it's all like laundry day pants. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, can I just, just point out the, the logistics, well, not the logistics, that's the wrong word i don't even i don't even know what i'm about to say because my brain is starting to dribble out of my ears as i form this sentence okay this isn't this is something i never thought i'd hear myself say let alone discuss on a podcast but okay so she's got a very expensive wedding dress on she's wearing no underwear 
and she is regularly being battered six ways from Sunday, right? She's going to have a fanny like a bucket, right? There is absolutely no way. I'm sorry. We've got to have this discussion. There is no way that she doesn't just leak. I'm sorry. I knew you would say that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to put it as eloquently as possible, right? <laughs> But discharge is a thing, all right? Like we have, you know, discharge is a thing. There's no way, no way that she goes commando in that dress. It just doesn't happen. Like just saying. Yeah, no, that's my. No, you're right. That is my first problem with this film. <laughs> so then we get what five minutes of of fucking on the beach. Um, incidentally, in I don't know if anybody else clocked this, but in the same beach house that we end up at later on, which definitely isn't Massimo's beach house at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah but it is exactly the same set. It's just been dressed differently. Yeah. Um, okay, so straight to the fucking... Um, I will say it's more tastefully shot than last time. But, like, the sex is very tastefully shot this time. Mm. Um, as we've discussed off here, there's no full frontal male nudity or anything. I can't even remember if there was last time, but I do remember the sex just being repugnant last Yeah, time. I, don't, I don't think there was, but there were, I mean, this is the sort of thing you would quite regularly find on Channel 5. Yeah. There's, yes. not, there's not enough in it to warrant it being actual porn. No, no I, I, it's very soft core this time out. Yeah. Um, Incredibly so, because this, is, still this was the problem as well, because my friends at work, plural, because there were plural of them that watched the first one and enjoyed it, both found the first one so disappointed that one of them had to, quote, get her porn fo- phone and go upstairs to watch something better. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm disappointed in that because you have other friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amazingly so. <laughs> That's yeah, wait until I finish slagging him off for liking it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the so you have the practicalities of fucking in the dress, which I'm sorry, like this this dress makes no sense to me. Then we have this protracted softcore. It like it feels like an '80s action movie porn scene. They're on the beach, the sun is setting, yeah. like he's taking her on the table. Yeah, and then yeah, Olga shows up with the pants anytime. And I said this in the first one as well. Anytime Laura and Olga are together and it becomes this kind of weird, almost pretty woman-esque mm. like rom-com where he's just supplying money for her and go to go and do whatever she wants with her gal pals. Yeah. I actually quite enjoy it, if I'm honest. I think they're really good together. Like, And this is the thing. There is a very bad performer in this film and I'll highlight them, not to give her away when we get there. But I actually think Laura's really good and i said this last time as well i don't think she's a bad actress and olga definitely isn't I th- like yeah they have I th- I th- charisma yeah i, th- I think that, that we did say that last time i think it's you no know, it's it's the role and it's you no know, that obviously no obviously it's, it's what they're doing in in the film but yeah you put them together and absolutely when you said earlier the chemistry between them is absolutely undeniable yeah and like even to, even to the point where so we'll ju- I'll jump ahead for a minute um and then come we'll come back to where we were but the whole bit where they go off you know they they're, they're walking on that on, on the beach and then they go and have lunch and all the rest of it Hmm. And yeah, it's just this, this, this whole, it, it wouldn't seem out of place in any number of other you know, other movies where, you know, take out the 80% fucking and, yeah. and, and, and you have a, a film where you have actual actual characters and actual actual growth and development and it wouldn't feel out of place there. No, no, not at all. I, I think they're great together, you know, especially later on when they get to the fashion house and Olga's just an absolute fucking hot mess falling all over the place and yeah. all of this. And she's like, oh, you'll get used to her. You know, it's they're really, really good together. Yeah. But then they have the kind of heart to heart and we get our exposition for those of us that watched the first one and are all going, hang on, why is she alive? Yeah. Why is she not a baby? So because that's, that's the thing, and if you, if you remember when we um when we did the last one, we were looking at it, and obviously the the, the way it's set up that um, she died in the tunnel. 
mm-hmm. and then so we now I read ahead to what the plot of, the, of of this one was was supposed to be, and the illusion was that she is kidnapped from the tunnel. Yes. So that's not so, what. So that it is run, not what's happened. Yeah. So the the, the, the um the well, it's alluded to the fact that you know she, the the accident in the tunnel she survives it but she's immediately spirited away, and that's where this film picks up. Not the case at all. And no. at this point, you're just saying, how fucking stupid is this woman that she gets kidnapped twice? Well, I mean, she doesn't. That's the thing, does she? And we'll get we'll get on to that oh, when, when oh, we get there as well. One of my points that I need to make about this film. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll dive into that yeah. in a bit. But more annoying for me here is, and again, I use this term loosely, bearing in mind the target audience. But the disrespect yeah. shown for the audience here of like, yeah, well, I did die, but actually now I'm back, but I'm not pregnant anymore. Yeah. Uh, because then we wouldn't be able to have all of this amazing sex because he wouldn't be able to punch me around. <laughs> so, because that would be, you know, we're drawing a line there, apparently. Yeah. You can rape her all you like, but when there's a baby in her, no. Can't have sex with her then, because pregnant people don't have sex, apparently. Do you think... Know, maybe they'd be poking the baby in the head or something, and it would cause yeah. brain damage, I don't know. But Bear in mind who his parents based, would be. Yeah, but this is based on books, right? So do yeah. you think that there's maybe like five chapters at the beginning of this book, which is all plot based with like how she gets through the tunnel and the aftermath of the accident leading up to the wedding and the marriage. And it's just when they came to make the film for Netflix, they were just like, well, we could do that or we could just have fucking. Maybe. And and if that's the case, it's even worse. But for me, like what really annoys me is... Like they give us this big exposition dump, which she, which, and it's literally that poorly written. It, it is about three or four sentences where she just goes, "Yeah, I think they're talking about how she's going to reveal to Massimo that she lost the baby because he didn't know she was pregnant either, did That's he?" That's right. Yeah. So it was a case of, "Oh, what am I going to do? I can't tell him that I was pregnant and I lost the baby in the accident in the tunnel." And it's it's literally that expository. Now, look, it's not the worst, most egregious crime against cinema I've ever seen. That, like, if that's where we're going with it, fine. But what I have written is this had better not be the fucking end of it, if that's our explanation. Like, if you're going to draw attention to yeah. it, loop back around. Otherwise, do you know what? Just fucking ignore it and, and just go with the fact that, like, oh, yeah, she got out of the tunnel. It's fine, whatever. Yeah. Like, then she woke yeah, we, up and we, walked we'll out just, of the shower. Like, fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll just not mention it. It's fine. It would be neat. Um, coming back I to would rather point, they um, didn't mention it than throw it away as they do. Well, that's it. And coming back to your question about you know, whether it may, you may have had plot at the start of the book, I wouldn't bet the mortgage on it. If anybody's read the book out there, listeners, then let us know. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not going to fucking read the book. I guarantee that. I, if I do, I learning, I, I'm not learning German for any fucking book. Polish. Polish. Yeah, Polish. Oh, sorry, Polish. I do apologize. Bound to be translated way, by now, isn't it? Got to yeah, be probably not well. Especially now it's it, on it, Netflix. It's bound to be fucking translated. Must be. Either way, I ain't reading it. Yeah, no, neither am I. Um, I so then, yeah. To not read. So, so there's that. We get the explanation about the baby. Then, then it's thrown away and never mentioned again. Yeah. Despite the fact later on there is a character who is pregnant, which you would think would trigger her in some fucking way or other. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I thought it did. Like that was the whole point where she starts getting like mopey on the beach, and so Nas and Joe. <laughs> I missed that. I was probably too busy looking at Nacho's dreamy abs and I missed it completely. (laughs) Yeah. No, I picked up that she got, she got, because when she finds out, because when he says to her, my sister's pregnant, she drops the glass and she has the whole. Oh yeah, yeah. She does that. She does that. But I mean, my meaning is like, she's instantly besties with the sister and and they're instantly, I don't know. Different people react different ways, but in my mind, surely she'd be a little, bearing in mind how fresh this is as well. 
So yeah. we should be a bit like, um, oh, if I want to be around pregnant people right yeah. now, this is a bit awkward for me. And this is actually very, I don't know, maybe I'm not, look, different people react different ways. I'm sure there are people that would be very happy for a friend like that in this situation and throw themselves into it. But we don't get either or, do we? No. It's just like, oh yeah, she's pregnant. Cool. Whatevs. I'm just going to sit here and carry on drinking in my sun lounger. Like, yeah. doesn't matter. Um, very, very, very strange. Um, so yeah, then, you know, I, my next note is about her and Olga and just the tension between them. Like I stand by it. They should have fucked. I would almost say they have the best sexual tension in it's certainly in the film, if not the series, but then that all got upended right at the end in the last like 20 to 30 seconds. So we'll talk about that when we get there as well. Cause there are two characters who definitely have way more sexual tension than these two. And yeah. I am even more disappointed that they didn't get it on and they better had in the last one. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> because I, yeah, seriously. Um, okay. So, and then we get our first real proper interaction between Laura and Massimo, where they have a conversation. And this is why we're instantly, I knew this film was going to be better because there's character they, they development. Had a conversation. They had a conversation and she fucking talks back to him and puts him in his place. Like she's in charge all of a sudden. Like he's put a ring on it and now she's wearing the fucking trousers. Well, like, this is the thing because I mean, all the interactions we've seen, no, all, all the interactions which don't involve him sticking it in her, the, he, it's all very much, we're going, we're doing this. I know I'm in charge. And she's just like, no, fuck off. Yeah, and that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Where was that in the first one? Like, this well, is well, actual this, character development now. Well, She's this is grown it, a bit. In, in the first one, bearing in mind she'd been kidnapped and you know, given a year to fall in love with him and all the rest of it, that's where you expect her to be really fucking spiky. And yeah. ev everything she says should be really fucking loaded. Mm. You don't get any of that. She's just really submissive and, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to fuck you. Come here. And it's like, well, hang on. That's not, no, you Generally, that, no, that's not how Stockholm Syndrome works. It doesn't take effect straight away. No. You, you, you try to resist and it wears down over time. Whereas, actually, that's when you'd expect her to be really fucking acerbic. At this point, where she's married him, you think, hang on a minute, where was this character a year ago? Well, I think it's just because in the first one as well, it's not even that she isn't acerbic. It's just that she's she clearly hates his fucking guts for the first two thirds of that film. And then it all swings around in act three, of course, and she comes to get to know him and things like that. And she falls in love with him. It really is beauty and the beast, right? I'm not fucking joking. But then through the first act of that film, she just kind of accepts that she's being kidnapped. She moans about it and she's like, Oh, I want my phone and I want my laptop and I want yeah. to speak to my mother. And this, and it, but at no point does she just turn around and go, who the fuck do you think you are? mate? Yeah. Like just fuck off. You just arsehole. let me go. Yeah, like at no point does she talk back to him because she's yeah. fearful of him. Whereas here, she's just like, no, fuck you. And then they have that that first kind of BDSM-inspired scene where she full-on takes charge. She's just mm. like, no, you're not the boss anymore. I'm the boss. Get on the bed. And then she picked up a dildo. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's just picked it. This is amazing. But then it's for her. And I got really disappointed. <laughs> 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 because for a minute there, I thought like, no, they really have turned the tables. Like, she is actually going to fuck him in the ass here. This is amazing. But she doesn't. They don't go that far, which is a shame. That That's the first real point in this film where I've just gone, hmm, rubbish. And so I guess, I guess that's what your friends at work are feeling. Yeah, yeah. Knowing, knowing the one in question, she probably was thinking along the same lines, and that's what made us say, think fuck off and just leave it. Yeah, I mean, I have written here, is that a dildo? Oh, it's for her. Boo. <laughs> oh, I just wrote, what the fuck am I watching? No, seriously, what the fuck am I watching? Right, but but she's in charge of this. And and if you've watched the first one, I appreciate you haven't. But for me, I'm watching this going like, all right, they've moved her on. Like, 
hats off. Like you've done something here. I, I'll I'll take that. So that's the first thing I've watched this and gone, oh, this is going to be better. Like this is going to be better. Um. So then we like we see them fuck again and again and again and again and again for the next like thirty minutes, just set to random music tracks. It it literally yeah. is a fucking music video with fucking. And a lot of the time, it does look like an early 2000s music video as well, where he's mm. in his fucking suit and they're on the beach and they go to like what looks like some sort of Sicilian chapel or something. And it's all it's all very early 2000s music video, driving sports cars along windy roads. And, it, and it's like that for the next like 20 or 30 minutes. It really is just shit softcore porn for the first mm. half hour at least. Um, although like... Funniest thing I've seen so far this year: the fucking golf course hold outs, <laughs> and and when he puts into a fanny. <laughs> Again, coming back to what we were saying earlier on, fanny like a bucket, right? No, I'm not joking. <laughs> so I hear you get was... like that in Thailand, but the golf ball goes in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, that that was a spit take from me. That was genuinely funny. Um, but we're like, I've written here, I've, I've done a time count. We're 20 minutes in and there's been about 10 lines of dialogue and no story whatsoever. Like there's been hardly yeah. any dialogue at all. And when there is, it's normally off screen because there's a lot of fucking voiceover as well. Yeah. Um, because I'm guessing they didn't bother taking the close-ups. So <laughs> they'll just cut away and they're both in a car and you can hear them talking in the car, but you don't see them in the car. You just see the car moving very, very bad. Um, then after their 20 odd minutes of fucking, they walk in on Olga and like, what's his mate's name? I forgot his mate's name already. It's like Dominic or something like that. Some, that? Something like that. But they walk in on them fucking. And like at this point, I am really starting to get into this film, if I'm perfectly honest, because sex aside, right? We've had the character development. And then I said, I thought Laura was good, but her delivery of, oh, I didn't know we had to bring food. <laughs> fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's so fucking funny. Like she walks in and just sees him fucking spread out on the table with whipped cream and strawberries all over him. It's absolutely fucking hilarious. And again, the two girls clearly having a whale of a time and the guy's just really uncomfortable and really awkward. Mm. Like the relationship between the girls is absolutely brilliant. Um, and, and then again, I, um, I didn't know we had to bring food. How much furniture do I need to replace? <laughs> <laughs> really well written. I, I, love this version of Laura like she's seriously grown up here all of a sudden she's mm. like a totally different character well this like, was the thing and if, if you remember the first one like whenever like when she was in the her real world scenarios when she you know in the beginning where, where she was with Olga and she had you no know, she had her flat and she you know she had a job and all the rest of it this is kind of what you got and they started off with this and yes, then rather, rather than breaking down this character over the period of her kidnapping they just turned her straight into a doormat Yes, yes. This, this so is the sudden, Laura gone, that we started with. Yeah, yeah, and all of a sudden, oh, hang on. Yeah, she was a, she actually had a she was a character. She actually did stuff. Yeah, we're trying to bring that she, back. She had that really boring boyfriend that yeah. talked about like Maslow's pyramid and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, because I was going to ask if she, if Laura had a boyfriend because I was just yeah. like, there's, yes. there's a trend that I'm noticing here where there's a particular type of guy that she seems to be drawn to. Oh no, 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 no. These no, are the opposite. Accountant. 
he was a chartered accountant. He spoke solely in middle management jargon. Yeah. Like, he, 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 there's literally a conversation about the hierarchy of needs in the first didn't one. didn't include Wi-Fi, so fuck off. No, there's a whole scene about the hierarchy of needs. It's yeah, like, it was it's, ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Well, it, honestly, it's like a chartered management course, the, the first act of the first film. To be it's, honest, the only, the, only thing, the only thing that would have made his character even more of a prick was if he'd started reading fucking Marx. Yeah, and didn't he? Didn't they show up to like some really fancy dinner party, and he was wearing shorts as well? I remember being really yeah. offended by that. I was like, "You don't yeah, wear fucking shorts to a dinner party, mate." Even yeah, I know that. Yeah, because they were at so, they were some sort of resort, weren't they? That's the first time yes. that her and Massimo interacted. That's right. And yeah. everybody else is in fucking black tie and black dresses, and he's there in shorts. Yes, because because yes. they're on this island, and he's he's just packed to go to fucking Mallorca for a week. Absolute asshole. Uh, he makes no attempt to get Laura back when she goes gets kidnapped for a year either. Yeah. We just we, we just don't hear of him anymore. He just goes. He's just yeah. no more. Um, so yeah, so you get this scene between them, very, very funny. Uh, and then along comes Nacho. She goes outside. Here comes Nacho. Mm-hmm. And and I'd forgotten, as I said, I'd forgotten our conversation at the end of the last podcast where you told me the plot of the second one and you'd actually mentioned Nacho by name. So I was kind of going into this. I guess it was probably ticking around in the back of my brain, mm. but I was sort of going into it cold. And I've written here, the new gardener is straight out of a porno and he's a really bad actor, so he's clearly important. Yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know, as our first introduction to him, it's like, right, you are not just here for... Because she's clearly not going to fuck him right now. Yeah. It's like, right, you, you're clearly going to be our antagonist here. There's clearly going to be a love triangle going on. Um yeah. So, but he's a fucking awful act. And I hate to, to slag people off. I really do. But my God, he's bad. He's really fucking... Every, the rest of the cast are all really good, as I've said. And actually, I think right at the end, we get a phenomenal performance in this film. Like, really, really good performance at the end, which I'll call out when we get there as well. But Nacho is fucking atrocious. He's so, so bad. Um, I don't know who he's fucking to get this part. I think it's actually because he's willing to um, show his ass on camera because before then, or there's one scene where you've got Massimo and he's got a towel and he keeps sort of flapping it as if he's going to sort of like rearrange the towel, but you don't even see ass cheek. So it's, it is the, the most like full on fuck off tease that you've ever got. Whereas Nacho comes in and he just drops the towel and he's ass cheeks to camera. And I was yeah. like, that's why he's in it. Yeah. Because he'll get his kid off. Maybe he yeah. is an actual porn star. I don't know. Um, I mean, he, look, He's charming, but he's a terrible fucking actor. It's yeah. fucking awful. Yeah. Um, so then we get the weird, for my money, because we're still, at, at this point, we're still in just random scenes of fucking, all right? So, yeah. But uh, for my money, we get the weirdest sex scene of all next, because they have sex at Christmas dinner. Well, they don't have sex, but they start making out, like with the parents yeah. there and everything. And they're yeah. just like full on macking on each other with Laura's parents sat right opposite. That's just fucking weird. Yeah. Like, nobody does that. Oh, and little kids running around as well. Those little kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little kids running around everywhere. So I, I'm just watching this going like, right, first of all, why is it Christmas all of a sudden? Because hmm. you were having a summer wedding like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. What's happened in the intervening like fucking five months? And why are you why are you making out with her in front of her parents, you fucking weirdo? Like, unless this is like some power play from Massimo to just be like, oh, no, she's mine now. I don't know. But I don't think it is because he's clearly scared of his mother-in-law as well, as is established later on. Mm. Um, so very, very fucking odd. Like, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't reconcile with this scene at all. I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know why it's here. Yeah, I don't, 
it's, I, I for, don't understand. For me, it felt a bit like the scene we were just talking about um, with the with the boyfriend in the first one, where it's just like they they want an excuse to put everybody around a table and go right. You're all in the same fucking. You're all making the same thing. You this is this is the only time you're all going to be together. So yeah. we'll do it and we'll we'll you know we'll use it as our rap party at the same time. Yeah. So it's fucking yeah. odd. But then they use it as an excuse as well to try and leverage some of the old tension between mm. the two of them. But they then they've realized they can't because they've moved Laura on as a character. And so it yeah. just makes Massimo even more of a dick yeah. uh, because he starts whining about how she said she was going to give him a present and now she's not going to give him a present. It's like, no, because she's in control now. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want her, you've got to fucking work for it now, mate, because mm. she's not your thing anymore. She's not just something that you've kidnapped. She's a fucking woman and she's your wife. So mm. now you're going to have to work for this. So like but he, that. He did, he did buy her a shop. He did buy her a shop, which that came out of nowhere as well. Yeah. Like fashion. Here's a shop. Well, that was, um, that's, I, that's, I don't remember. I, I, I can't remember enough about the first one, thankfully. But I don't remember her working in fashion before or showing any fucking interest in fashion. It, it wasn't that she worked in fashion, but it was that whole pretty woman sequence in the middle where she right. goes on a on a shopping spree. It's where she changes her hair color and stuff as well. She oh, just right, goes okay. on a shopping spree with Olga. And you literally get like a 10 minute sequence of them getting their hair done and having makeovers and buying clothes. And it, it is just straight out of Pretty Woman. Um, so so there is that. Like she's got previous for liking nice clothes and stuff. Because uh, then uh, it's yeah, just the... before they go to the party where they introduce the crazy fucking ex. Yeah. Um, no, she who... was in the first one, was she? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, a, she's, we're led to believe that it was her that set up Laura in the tunnel, which yeah. they follow through in this as well, because she's Massimo's crazy fucking ex. That's right. Yeah. Um, and he meets her at a party and stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's all in the first one. Um, but they don't, as we were talking about just before we started recording, they, they really don't offer anybody an in if you haven't seen the first one. They, no. they just assume that you know what's going on and who these characters are. There is no in for you at all. You could not start with the second of this trilogy. Like you, no. I, I'm assuming. You Hannah, can. Yeah, you well, can, you can. It, but it, it doesn't make any it's sense. It's more entertaining to start with the second of the trilogy because at least when you've got all of like the fucking bits and the music videos, it gives you a chance to sit there and be just like, right, okay. Who the fuck are these people and how are they related to each other? And can I judge like whether they're a good guy or a bad guy by the amount of eyeshadow they're wearing? And the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. I guess that, yeah, there is that to it. Um, but yeah, Massimo starts whining. And I've just written here, God, Massimo is such a fucking dick. I'd forgotten. I hope yeah. she gets him a lump of coal and shoves it up his fucking dicky ass. Is <laughs> 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 what I've written in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah in case you good for him yeah i mean just in case i'm not being clear i fucking hate massimo as a character absolutely hate him what a fucking arsehole no, he's still and not then, as bad as doug no well but doug's intentionally an arsehole that's the thing massimo is just an arsehole doug's at least funny um and then in all block caps i've just written and it's taken up four lines of my notes what the flying fuck is this film actually about? What is happening? Um, so I, I totally get why why your friends didn't like it, Helen. I totally get, Mark, why you said you got bored and started doing the ironing. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> ironed in three fucking years. That's how bored I was. is happening. I still maintain it's better than the first one was at this point because, yes, nothing's happening, but at least I don't want to stab my eyes out with a fork. So it's better as far as I'm concerned. Yes, nothing's happening, but in my book, nothing is better than actual rape. So I'll take it. 
is yeah, what I'm we saying. Put that on a t-shirt. Nothing and also, is an actual rape. Yeah. We're Actually, no. You've got to be very careful there. <laughs> Oxford commas are a thing, people. Um, <laughs> as I repeated it. I saw the error in my words. Yeah. Oxford commas are a thing. Please use them. <laughs> but, so we're, we're at the Christmas <coughs> present, mm. which is obviously more fucking. Um, question, is the sex dungeon new for this film or was this previously established? It was there, but it's been done up. And he's taken well, no, away that was telescopic a, thing, isn't he? It was a different sex dungeon in oh, the last right. one, wasn't it? But yes, right. it, he's got previous for this. Okay. Um, but... So this this led me to, ironically enough, me sort of just being a pissy little bitch and making notes for the sake of making notes actually meant that I stumbled on the big plot twist. Because I wrote, are his tattoos real or drawn on? Because I was just wondering if like the makeup department was having to like airbrush that shit on every day. And I was just like, I've thought that as well, actually. Yeah. And so I've said that I think they're real. And that's yeah. when he's having the conversation about the fact that he's got a brother. And I said, oh, he has a brother. I said, the plot point is the brother Nacho, which was wrong, but I was being sarky at that point. However, I stumbled on the two key points, which is the only plot point in this entire film is the fact that Massimo is a brother and two, that the tattoos are really fucking important. And my choice of words is deliberate there. Right, so... I, I thought about the tattoos as well, but not as much yeah. as you did. But you, unsurprisingly, because Hive Mind hit on exactly the same thing as my next list of notes here, because I yeah. went exactly the same place with that. I'm like, oh, he's got a brother, is he? That's out of nowhere. So mm. it's Nacho then, isn't it? Yeah. Like, obviously. Right? Yeah, so, so I, we haven't met anybody else. So of course, it's no. fucking Nacho. And yeah. for them to randomly throw it out there when it wasn't mentioned at all in the first one and it's thrown away here... Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, mind, it's not. It's it's apropos of nothing. It's it's not built up to anything. Oh, by the way, I've got a brother. Yeah, bear yeah, in she's mind like, oh, tell me about it. Oh, but... like, now we don't get on. Fuck off. Yeah, and bear in mind they've known each other for at least eighteen months by this point because it was a year in the first one at least. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they, she should know that. But yeah, with the sex dungeon thing as well, his previous there and the, the Christmas present was fucking. But I've written here as well. I mean, like literally, all they do is fuck. That is all they do is fuck. So how is this a special Christmas present? Thank you. Like, it's, I was all like, that is a shit is, Christmas present. Yeah, this is just another day, isn't it? Well, like, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt a bit bad for him. I was just like, there's actually a really crap, like, can't be asked Christmas present. It is, Well, yeah. she can be asked, apparently. <laughs> Repeatedly. Well, yeah, it kind of is implied that she can be asked. Yeah. Um, and, and then, we get, then we get one of the worst lines and deliveries I think that's ever been committed to camera because it's out of nowhere as well and apropos of nothing. Why don't we talk about business in the new year? What? Give me some fucking story, please. What What the fuck are you talking about? But they're just leading in to this whole thing about, oh, by the way, I have a brother. Like, what? What? From yeah. where? Why? Who? What? How does this work? Yeah. Weird, 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 weird. Um. So there's also all of the character development we've had with Laura as well. For some reason, round about here now, they just start throwing it out the window and turn her into a brat. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's, it's like, all right, yeah, he's lied about the brother, right? And he hasn't told her about the brother. You could see that she'd be pissed off with that. But all of a sudden, she just starts to become this kind of footballer's wife. Teenager. Yeah, where she's teenager. Just, yeah, where she's like, why aren't you paying attention to me? I should be the most important thing. And like, given how unhealthy their relationship is, yeah. I suppose there's an argument for that, right? Because she's been used to being like his entire world for a year, where all he's done is try and convince her... Well, yes and no, because I mean, if you if you do go back to the first one, I mean, 
yes, okay, he did kidnap her and try and you know, stalk all more on the rest of it, but there was still very much this emphasis on he does business and he yeah, disappears. No, he, he disappears and he goes off and does business. I forgot about the business thing, like the guy in Bojack <laughs> Horseman. Yeah. Um, so you you kind of always had that. So this yeah. is, again, this is and like all the way through this one. It's like no, you have a round of fucking and then, right, women go away. No, I need to, I need to talk business with the man whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Women go, no, no, men need to talk business. Women fuck off and shop. So we again, this this shouldn't come as a surprise to her. No. The the, bro- the brother thing I get, but no, and the way it's introduced is oh, oh by the way, we're having steak for dinner because I they, they were doing a job lot on the book. It's it's that sort of conviction with the delivery. It's not important. It's just oh by the way, I've got a brother. Yeah. So so there's that right. There's the thing about the brother. Then yeah, we'll talk about business in the New Year because they're at a ball and stuff. And she's she starts getting really bratty out of nowhere for no fucking reason whatsoever. And look, yeah. I hate Massimo, but at this point, I am on Team Massimo because I'm just like, hey, hang on. Like, yeah. yeah, he's an absolute cunt, but he's done nothing right now tonight to deserve yeah, He's done, he's that. done no, nothing additional to what he's already done. No, and, and and you're quite right, Mark. Like, I'm not defending this either, but in this social setting where it is all businessmen talking business, yeah, like, what has she got to offer? Not trying yeah. to be snooty, but, like, she's she doesn't really have a place at that table. No. Like, she she's goes there, shopping she's there as arm, with her yeah, friend. She's there you know? as arm candy. Yeah. So that's, that's so, the point of her being there, so he can show her off. Yeah, so as I say, the the only kind of the only way I can make peace with that is that you know she's been used to being his world for a year, and now all of a sudden she's not. But as you say, even that was touched upon in the first one, so I don't understand. So then she fucks off and sees Massimo fucking the ex, even yeah. though at the, at this point, like I've already decided that's his brother and not Nat's jokes. I've written here right, that's mm-hmm. Massimo's brother then, obviously. Yeah. Oh, he's a twin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look, he's wearing a shirt because his tattoos don't match tattoos. up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So off she goes. And how convenient that Nacho just happens to be outside waiting yeah. for her. That's very convenient. In a fucking car as well. Yeah. How, how Not convenient. on a lawnmower. No. Oh, oh, you know, also. <laughs> the fucking gardener, is he? Well, also, who does gardening at like midnight? Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Unless you're a gardener in fucking Disney World and you do it when everything's shut. Why are you out gardening at midnight, you fucking weirdo? Like, and unless he wasn't it... dressed for gardening either, was he? Well, he's not dressed full stop, is he? Let's be honest. Like, he no, I mean, in that, in that particular scene, I mean. Yeah. Um, so they get in the car, they drive off, and then the very next scene, it's morning. How far did they fucking drive? Well, well there's that, but also, again, a woman who has been kidnapped in her past, you'd think would be a little bit weird about getting into the car with a random bloke? Yes, you would, actually, wouldn't you? No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is why I asked about the boyfriend, because obviously there were further revelations, spoilers coming about Nacho and Nacho's actual identity. But I started to think, she's got a fucking type here. Like, she's got a serious type. She does. It's it's called a pulse. (laughs) But it's it's a bit of an issue that maybe she needs to address with her best friend over, like, a girly holiday with no men around so that they can actually just be like, oh, it can be just like... So you, you've got a thing for guys that are in the mafia. Maybe you want to look at that. Yeah. I mean, also, that's a film I'll watch. If it's just her and Olga on a girly holiday, yeah. I will absolutely watch that film. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I think they're fucking great together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she fucks off with Nacho. Um, and, yeah, you're right. She's got a type, but it's also, like, Nacho is so hilariously a soft boy that it's, it's, it's unfucking believable like they couldn't they couldn't pitch a further stereotype away from massimo if they tried yeah. like here's the bad boy and here's the really nice polite softly spoken gentleman who's just like the cuddly older brother next door 
Like yeah, so this is the interesting thing as well. So bear in mind, as I said, I'm mainly tracking the plot through Laura's makeup. Um, because <laughs> I need, I need How emo is Laura to today? <laughs> and, like I've even said the note, I've, I'm judging the plot based on makeup now. So I've come to the conclusion that Nacho must be good and Massimo is bad because Massimo, she's got the heavy, sultry, I'm I'm a mafia widow eye makeup. Whereas Nacho, she's gone for the natural look. Yeah. Now, now here's a big problem as well, right? Because Massimo is actually supposed to be our lead, right? Well, Laura's our lead, but in terms of our, our male lead, it's supposed to be Massimo. And we're yeah. supposed to be pulling now for Massimo to get her back. But there's a few yeah. problems with that. One, we as the audience don't know that that's Massimo's brother and she's been set up. We'll find that out in a bit, but it takes far too long. Yeah. Now, we're all two steps ahead, right? But still, you want us to feel that way towards Massimo. You need to give us that information, right? That's mm-hmm. one problem. Mm-hmm. The other problem, I don't know about the rest of you, um, but yes, he's a shit actor, but Massimo is such a cunt and he's so nice that I can't be anything other than 100% Team Nacho. And just well, be like, why the fuck do you not just fuck Massimo off and stay with this guy? Like, he's lovely. Well, <laughs> yeah. the, thing is, the thing as well is, I mean, coming back to what you were just saying, that, yeah, the, the whole point of it now is that, no, Massimo should be trying to get her back. Yes. But we don't see any of that. We we don't well, see Massimo, him do anything. Massimo doesn't even know she's gone. It, it well, takes even, a couple even, of days for him well, to so even go, even when the, the Even when the mother-in-law sort of says, you know, she left a message, she never wants to see you again. He's like, okay, what, what the fuck are you on about? It's like he hasn't even noticed. But so, right? yeah, so he hasn't Wait. noticed. But then even after that point, he does nothing to try and get her back. No, yeah. And bearing in mind, it's been at least overnight because they've driven overnight. He didn't they, think they at any at, point when he was leaving the party. Actually, they were at a party Where's together. Yeah. This whole thing, hang on, I'm, sh- I'm sure there were two of us when we arrived. Yeah. Like, like, who's, who's got my keys? <laughs> who's, like, whose bag did I put my wallet in? Yeah. yeah. And I probably stuck it in there, to be honest. I think it's big enough. I will actually give Massimo's actor points because... The mother-in-law gives him the most lackluster slap I have ever seen in my life, but he makes it look like she's full-on decked Oh, he, he sells it like it's WWE. Yeah. Yeah, like he really he, fucking does. He sells it, and it just makes the fact that she just tapped him even more apparent. Like, we, Amber Heard needed to be that role. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll park the Massimo actor thing, and we'll come on to that at the end. Yeah. Um, because I've given him some real stick in the first one and this one. Um, but we'll, yeah, we'll park that. We'll come on to yeah, it at the end. Um, but yeah, so we, we get this scene where they sat around the table having this discussion and he realizes that Laura's gone, even though he's gone home without her. And just so that we're absolutely clear, in case you didn't get from the fact that the brother was wearing a shirt, so it wasn't Massimo because he didn't have the tattoos, just so we're absolutely clear, now Massimo wears glasses as well. Yes. <laughs> I was saying, where the fuck did that come from? It's just so you know that it's not the same person. Yeah. That's because I, I we have to be absolutely clear. I remember thinking, hang on. And I was trying to think, did we ever see him wear glasses before? Nope, never. <laughs> never. And and they kind of they kind of try and get away with it by being like, oh, these are prescription sunglasses. Like, they don't say that. But when mm. you're getting close, you can see that they kind of, that prescription kind of very focal kind of job. The way that, you know, but yeah. come on. It's not the case. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. then the mother-in-law comes they in. They fucking things to take up three quarters of his face. Yeah. Then the mother-in-law comes in, and you know, just for just for point of reference here, totally accurate because even mafia dons are scared of their mother-in-law. Apparently, um, everyone's supposed to be scared of their mother-in-law. That's that's, that's the point of mother's-in-law. Yeah, I mean, she's really good, but it, like, yeah, she gives him a shit slap, but she's got a really bad stereotypical role of being the old matriarchal dragon, and like, yeah. she a hundred percent commits to that role. I think she does really yeah. well here, and be like, like, she's my daughter. Yeah. You fuck off. You're never going to see her again. 
And she yeah. knows full well she's talking to a mafioso and she's just like, I don't give a fuck who you are. That's yeah. my daughter. Yeah. Fuck you. So I think she's great. Um, and then there's like loads of just pointless nonsense between Nacho and Laura. Just utter mm. rubbish that doesn't serve any plot whatsoever. Yeah, other than I just was, two of them together. I was going to ask, right, at what point does she express any sort of desire to learn to surf? Because he just decides he's going to teach her to surf one oh, day. Well, that's just so he can touch her up in it. But because we... We we already like we get the dream fucking first, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Because we get the dream fucking because she can't cheat on Massimo. Yeah, right? because, because that, that takes that that takes her out of that no that that uh, heroic lead. Despite the fact that actually, again, given what we know about her character, and given that she was already dissatisfied, and they're in a very unhealthy relationship, and she's just seen him fucking someone else, mm. I think actually the response is going to be, yeah, all right, come on then, yeah. Nacho, hop off on. we go. Yeah, hop on. I'm a bit loose, but don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's absolutely what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, then he also randomly gives her all of his sister's clothes, right? Mm. His sister who's pregnant, right? So, all right, they don't fit her anymore, so they're going to fit Laura. But look at the sister mm. and look at the clothes that Laura is wearing. They don't go together. No. Like, what, where have these clothes come from? I, like, it's as, if, it's as if some fucking costume department somewhere went, how do we signify that she's really depressed? Hmm. Mm. Let's grunge her up. That's what we'll do. Let's give yeah. her some some baggy shorts and some sweats, and she yeah. can go back to being a brunette. And yes, we're less makeup, Helen. You're quite right. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, yeah. Let's grunge her up because she's, she's all, depressed. She's unnatural, quote unquote. Yeah. 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 And the, the other thing with the clothes as well is that she's a good six inches taller than the sister. Yeah, but her clothes fit miraculously. Uh, yeah, absolutely perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Miraculously, that. There's a big height difference there for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so, right, so there's that, but yeah, they, they fuck, they dream fuck, they <laughs> dream fucking relationship. Um, and then, right, so I, I've, I've literally skipped a load of stuff here because fuck all happens. It is like, you get the surfing lesson, they watch some films together out by the pool. Mm. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really intense smoldering looks between the two of them. Mm. There's all of this sort of shit. Um. Is it before or after we get the reveal about him being the rival mob boss that he's no, this, watching her sleep? Because that's a bit fucking weird. It's a, <laughs> when you, you don't get the reveal of who he is until it's time to actually do that part of the story. Yeah, it's right at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we do find out eventually that he's a rival mob boss, which of course he fucking is, because yeah. what kind of fucking surfer beach bum lives in a fucking beachfront apartment like that yeah. has all of that fucking fine fucking silverware and stuff to have dinner on and all of this shit but oh it's from my dad's business right business. okay yeah he does business yeah. like, she should understand what business means she's got yeah. previous you know well no and, and again it, it, it took her took her a while to figure out you know what sort of fucking gardener's driving around a driving around an eighty thousand euro car mm. but they they completely just they throw all of the sex stuff out the window at this point there's the two mm. dream fucking scenes yeah and that's it. We, I think we do get a scene with Olga and her fella. Oh, no, that's earlier as that's well. That's much earlier, yeah. Where they're fucking in the shower when, when she walks in. It's before they go to the fashion house, isn't it? Where she walks yeah. in on him yeah. and <laughs> she can't go anywhere because she needs to finish first. Yeah. And then she's like, hurry up. I need to go out with, with Laura. So yeah. finish fucking me on the bathroom counter. <laughs> and then he just goes like four times as fast to finish. Who says romance is dead? Also, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but it doesn't really work like that. Just going faster. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> like, 
all of yep. a sudden he's just like the fucking energizer bunny and he said oh if i go quicker if this is a race if i go quicker i'll finish it earlier like that's how it works well he no. might but she probably won't yeah exactly like, that's not how it works right anyway that's by the by so yeah we get the surfing lessons we are introduced to the sister who's pregnant and yeah she drops the glass but other than that yeah there's no there's... response there's no reaction to it no again it's like they've thrown all of the character development that they've done out the window and now it's just like right laura's depressed because she's missing massimo and she shouldn't have run away from him even though he's a fucking piece of shit and even though and as far as she's concerned he's fucking around on her and he's fucking his ex as well for that yeah, matter. within like two minutes of getting married yeah so or however long it took for her hair to go back to its normal color um well yeah actually because she'd have to strip it wouldn't she she's not no. oh no 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 she no, diet it's sorry yeah i've got it backwards yeah she diet yeah yeah really easily easy yeah 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 it's the other way around yeah. yeah yeah but anyway she just completely like mopes around on the beach there's that there's that sequence where they go to a cove randomly yeah uh, and they just sat in the cove and oh there's one bit as well i think it's here where they're driving in a car oh no it's later on this is it's where they they're trying to get to her and <laughs> But we'll talk about it now because it's just popped in my head. And they go, oh, can't this thing go any faster? And they go, yeah. And they put their foot down. This is where Massimo's in pursuit. And it cuts to a wide shot where the car is going like about two miles an hour. And they're supposed to be speeding. They haven't even bothered speeding it up. But that's that's later. This is just all... I, like, I get the criticism about how boring it is because this is like a, a saggy middle section of 30 minutes of just teenage angst, basically, mm. is what this... It, it is Twilight, but mm -hmm. without the werewolves and the vampires, which makes it much less fucking interesting and with mm. worst performers as well. So at least Twilight had Batman in it, for fuck's sake. This has got nothing. It's just got Nacho. What kind of fucking name is Nacho as well while we're it's on the food. subject? Like, I'm shit with names as a writer. Like, everybody on this call knows this. You won't, listeners, but just for context, I'm shit with names. I'm fucking terrible. I've never even named a character Nacho. That's mental. I mean... <laughs> Challenge you know accepted. that I have to come up with names on the fly, like on a monthly basis, and I really fucking struggle. And I've never come up with Nacho. No, I mean maybe maybe it is like a Italian or a Spanish name or something. That's I don't know. Spanish, but, isn't it? But he's not though, is he? He's no, not. He's, he's meant to be part Spanish, and that's where the nickname comes from. So they call him Nacho because he's part Spanish. Uh... Oh, is it a nickname? I missed that. I must have been. Yeah, no, that I'm was sorry. the last scene. I was paying. <laughs> Because oh, I was trying oh, to work out what the fuck was going on and who everybody was. I think Again, that's where I was, I was trying to set the ironing board up. Yeah. The, the, the gardener scene, yeah, I was busy looking at his pecs, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, didn't really listen to much of the dialogue coming out of his mouth because he's shit and he doesn't engage at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we get all of this nonsense and then... Oh, when they're at the cove, actually, I mentioned they go to this cove. Um... Yeah, no, it is here that they do Can You Go Any Faster? Right, so I've skipped forward. So he reveals that he's from a rival mob. It, it, yeah. it is earlier than we think. He reveals oh, he's right. from a rival mob, right? Then Massimo goes off in pursuit, and we have this thing of Can't You Go Any Faster? And they put their foot down, and the car crawls away. And then the two of them are at the cove, and he's right. having a discussion with her about why he's done what he's done, and he actually does, he kind of spills his guts a little bit, and we get to see that actually he's not the same kind of guy that Massimo is. Yes, he's from a rival gang, but actually he is a bit more sensitive. And, you know, key to all of this as well, and the reason why I'm Team Nacho, is that, all right, yes, he's been deceitful, but at no point has he actually kidnapped or raped her. Like, she's gone of her own volition, of her own free will, and could leave at any point. Like, yeah, at when no those point... are your only two positives, though, that's that's quite a poor state of affairs. 
Yeah. But no, also, he is fucking lovely. Like, he feeds her, he clothes yeah. her, puts a roof over her head. Like, yeah. he's doing nothing wrong here. Takes, takes her out on little sightseeing tours, lets her have, like, other friends and companionship so he's not yep. isolating her. Like, the everyone that I worked with that was fans of the first one all told me after the second one they're Team Nacho and they want Massimo dead. They are, yeah. Everyone was Team Nacho. 100% agree. He's lovely. He's a lovely, lovely man. Right. Yes, he's a mafioso, but he's doing nothing wrong. Perfect gentleman. Yeah. Apart from the creepy bit where he watches her sleep, but she is in his bed technically. Yeah. And he doesn't try anything on, even though yeah. she's imagining that he does because they have two two versions of dream fucking, don't they? He yeah. goes down on her when she's in the bed, doesn't he? He's going yeah. down and she lifts <laughs> she wakes up and lifts the cover. And he's not there. <laughs> Fuck's sake, woman. But yeah, they, they have this scene at the cove where he takes her over to this this little cove and they're looking out at the sea. And again, he's spilled his guts and they're, they're longingly looking into each other's eyes and stuff like that. And she's questioning, you know, everything that's happened at this point. And <laughs> he says to her, uh, or she says um, that she's Polish and stuff. And he says, oh none of my other Polish girlfriends have stuck around for this long or something like that is how the dialogue goes. And she says, she then says to him something like, Oh, have all your other Polish girlfriends tried to escape? And he says, never. And they drink in. And she just says, hold my beer and puts it down yeah. and runs away. What a fucking brilliant scene. Like I, I've, I've murdered it in the explanation. Now, but what a fucking brilliant scene, the setup to that gag and the delivery. Again, she's very talented. She understands comic timing yeah. and they nail it perfectly. But it's also, Again, this this lovely little counterpoint where he just he doesn't refer to her as a hostage or a prisoner, or he doesn't say that he's going to keep her there. He kind of refers to her as a girlfriend, and mm. you know she can go at any point. She puts the beer down, she runs off. He lets her go and then chases her down, and they play a bit. But he's not holding her down. He's not saying like mm. you've got 365 days. And by the way, during that time, I'm going to fist you six ways from Sunday, spit all over you, rape you in the shower. Like there's there's none of that, right? He's just leaves a bee, <laughs> you know. Is the what? shower scene the rape scene? Yes, yes, he rapes her in the shower. I'm looking at my friend in a whole new light now. He rapes right. her in the shower. He, he and it's it's rape. There's no other word for it. It's rape. She doesn't want it. He insists. Um, okay. and that's that's the first of two or three actual yeah. rape scenes. Um, unless I misremember, I'm pretty sure it is though, Mark. Right, the shower yeah, is the is, rape scene. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it is because that—that's the point in the first one where I remember going like, "Nope, nah, I don't think I want to see this." That's and right, it's only yeah. about twenty minutes into the film. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's not long at all. I don't think I want this. Thanks very much. Because yeah. he, I think it isn't it. She's in the shower, isn't she? And then he yeah. just wanders in, and he's yeah. just like, "All right, I'm gonna fuck you," and he does. <laughs> it's, it's horrendous. It's absolutely yeah. horrendous. It's like there's not even. I don't understand how anybody can see that first film as being erotic. Like, I understand that BDSM is a kink, right? And I understand the Fifty Shades thing. And I understand how, you know, elements of some of the sex scenes at the start of this. I can understand that some people like that because there's, there's a power play involved and there's people who get into be things that they're not and stuff like that. I understand. What I don't understand is getting turned on by rape. And it, it is very clearly non-consexual sex. Uh, it, it's hideous. It, it made me want to barf that first film. It really did. It's gross. Mm. Um, anyway, I don't really want to talk about it anymore because it's, it's fine, fucking it's fine, horrible. It's fine. Um, so yeah, we have this thing with hold my beer and, and all of that. Um, and then he goes to do business, business, and leaves her with the sister. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure, and this is how bored I am by this point, even though the story's starting to kick back in, I'm looking for things. Mm. I'm pretty sure she's drinking a Negroni with a straw at this point. Who does that? Like, it's a Class stiff drink. It's meant to be a stiff drink. You, it's not a fucking tiki drink. You don't I have fruit in a straw. I, well, it looked like a Negroni to me because it was in a small glass. Maybe it is a spritz then, but it's not in a, it's not in like I, a wine glass. I have it's no idea. A, I was completely disengaged by this point. I didn't give a fuck. So I thought it was a Negroni. But that makes more sense because I was also thinking, why would you be drinking Negronis by the beach? That's like, that's, you know, after dark in the corner of a club somewhere, winding down drink, not sunshine on the beach drink. Um, I don't know. It's a little bit insensitive drinking when the the, uh, the prayer goes there anyway. It's just being pregnant around Laura, isn't it? Like, well, (laughs) well, to be fair, I think think she was pregnant. I think she was pregnant before she met Laura. Just a hunch. Maybe. I don't but, know. You know. Maybe th- maybe this is all part of the elaborate facade that the rival mob have cooked up to kind of get Laura to stay. Maybe they're like, oh, we need a pregnant person and she can be a sister. Why not? Maybe. Maybe they're going full Truman show on this shit. I don't know. See, see this no, is that would be interesting. Well, I'd go for that. See, I think that's in there and I think it's probably in the book and they just haven't wasted time on it in the film because I think all of this middle section, I think, is that. Like, and, and that's why Nacho is appearing so lovely, right? Whereas actually he should have a bit of threat about him as well because he's yeah. still a mobster, yeah. right? But I think there should be more manipulation going on and it's just not coming through. Because when you, when you look at it, like she's wearing the sister's clothes, the sister's pregnant, she's changed her hair color back. You know, they're watching movies together. He's talking about business. He's, he's sort of like the ideal version of the life she had at mm. the start of the first one. And then you bring the sister in to show her what she can have if she stays there and she's already wearing her clothes. I don't know. It feels like there should be more manipulation at play than there is. Maybe I'm giving the writer too much credit. I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. I, I don't but it know. Feels, it feels like that could be in there. It feels like yeah. It feels like they could probably single white female this then, you know? Yeah. But, but in reverse, I guess. Yeah. And I think the thing for me is that, I mean, there's a far better film in here than the, you know, I mean, how long is this film? Two hours. Minutes. Just shy. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, yes. So it's one hundred and ten. It's hundred nine, hundred ten minutes. So you're probably talking there an hour's worth of fucking and forty five yeah. minutes worth of no, yeah. Call it an hour, hour and five worth of fucking, half an hour of uh, half an hour of, of plot and then credits. And I think there's a far better film in here if they were to swip, switch the ratio around and go right. Okay, actually, if we spend an hour on the plot and throw the fucking in just to you know, just to spice things up a bit, I think it would work. And I think a lot of the stuff that we're looking for. In, in these scenes, I think would come across far better. Well, I think that's part of the problem with this film. Yeah, you're right. I, I think it doesn't know what it is. Whereas the first one knew very specifically what it was. It, yeah. It, the first one was a kind of weird rape BDSM fantasy porno with mm. a very paper thin plot thrown yeah. on the top. Like, fine. It was terrible and distasteful, but it knew what it was. Yeah. This doesn't know. It's like, it's, am yeah. I a porno or am I a film? And it, it's kind of caught in no man's land. And yeah. if it went either way, I think it would be a lot better than it is. I think it can be a better porno than the first one because the characters have moved on. So you're not watching it wanting to bleach your eyeballs afterwards. I don't know. I think actually, look, it's never going to be a good film, but I think it could be passable. I think, yeah, I think it could be a, pa- a passable gangster film. Yes, I definitely think it could. Um, I, I, I think there's enough story here hmm. you know but they just ignore it yeah because they, they want to have them fucking yeah because but then they don't commit to the fucking either do they yeah exactly like they don't fully commit to either thing that's the issue 
You know, I like mean, when we. Yeah, because you have the scene where the ex girlfriend makes her entirely clad in leather appearance to Massimo after Lara's gone missing. Yeah. And she's giving him the, the come on and everything. Yeah. Like, so I don't know how much of a role she played in the first one, but she's she's in it in the party scene where Laura thinks she sees Massimo screwing her. Yeah. She's in it with that scene with Massimo where she's just like, oh, come on. And then she has her final appearance at the end where yeah. her villainous arc comes to its logical yeah. conclusion in a gangster film. And the thing is, is that rather than have all of, I mean, you could have the soft, lovely stuff with Nacho, but if you'd cut down on that entire 40 minutes at the beginning, which is just the honeymoon's here, the honeymoon's over, Lara's being a bit of a stroppy teenager because she's not getting all the attention that she's used to. If you condense that down to sort of just say like a 10 minute montage where you sort of intercut all the different scenarios Mm -hmm. and you're just like, my God, these people are having a lot of sex because look at all the different locations. If you just literally done that, you could have had much more of a play of like that gangster side and built her character up a bit more because for somebody like myself that's coming in on the second one, I was just like... You know, I didn't even realise her importance the first time I saw her. Mm. The second time I saw her, I was just like, right, okay, so you're like mafia and maybe you'll see an opportunity and going in. But they, they could there was so much more they could have done with yeah. that. Yes. And they just do they just do nothing with it. Yeah. No, I mean in in the first one, yeah, her she kind of gets revealed sort of mid act two, if I remember yeah. rightly. As I said, I, I couldn't bring myself to rewatch the first one, which is why so much of this is is yeah. fuzzy because I'm talking from like memory from two years ago uh, and I've deliberately blocked some of it out. So I think from what I remember, right, she gets revealed about midway through act two and she's kind of, she's sort of a femme fatale in, in yeah. the first one yeah. in that she's definitely still got a hold on Massimo and, and Laura's coming in and getting in the way and she wants Massimo back in the fold. It, like it is the Godfather basically. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 he needs to be a gangster. He needs to be back in the fold and he's far too interested in this woman. Yeah. Um, and he should be with me and that sort of thing. And, and and that's obviously just carried over to this is the thing. Like they she's pretty much as she was. Um yeah. so yeah, but but if you haven't seen the first one, yeah, it can be quite confusing. Just see a show up. Yeah. Then, well I say because there I think there are, there are only four scenes with her in, aren't there? So you've got I was the, gonna say there was I was just about to say three, but maybe it is four. Three scenes. Yeah. No, there's three scenes. No, there's, there's four there's... because there's the one in the party, the one where, where she's all leather clad and she goes to meet him. There's the one where you get the reveal of the brother being a twin, where they execute yeah. the fucking bloke, and then there's the yeah. end. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was I wasn't counting that twin one because I was just like I just wrote because that because that was that was actual plot. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was also yeah. really fucking obvious because. Yeah, yeah. of course it is. It's yeah. obvious to everybody except Laura because fucking idiot apparently. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we established that in the last fucking film anyway. Well, yeah, but except in this film, she's not, is she? For the first, this is what's really annoying about this one, is for the first sort of 40-odd minutes, she's not a fucking idiot, nor is she a brat. Like, she's learned. She's learned and she's progressed as a character. She's much stronger for it. She's taken charge. Mm. And, you know, as much as I hated that first film, I did spend two hours with her, and there's a little part of me going like, yeah, go on, girl. Like, you know, I've got baggage here, you know? Mm. So I'm, I'm with her. I'm with her all the way. And then they just smash that down and treat her like a fucking idiot again yeah it's just like they, they they cut it off the knees and go right you've had your fun yeah and then now she develops going this, to being a, you're going back to being a fucking barbie doll yeah it develops this schoolgirl crush on nacho because they're like yeah the next thing we see then i just talked about that bit of the COVID, the next thing we see is is the second dream sex sequence and yeah. this one's far more effective because after the scene at the cove as well there is a little bit of you going like oh is she actually yeah. fucking him here and then especially when he's just going down on her because then you're like ah 
Well, technically, she's he's not, not doing anything. Yeah. So is she actually cheating? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course she is, but you can I, also I see say, the can, argument can, on, on the off chance that for the first time, for the first time in nine years, either our wives actually listen. Yes, she, <laughs> she is cheating. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, obviously, but you know, there's there's the argument there yeah. from a from a narrative point of view of as a character here. You know, she hasn't she hasn't sort of fucked him basically yeah he's just gone it's down. like outlander rules she's not cheating on her husband because he hasn't hasn't been born yet so she's fine yeah plus yeah. you know she's run away so technically they're on a break technically they were on a break but she right? didn't throw away the ring she just put it back in her bag she did yeah she did yeah but she threw away her phone to change the fucking sim card yeah. Threw, yeah, she threw, she left it left that message with her mother and threw it off a cliff. It's a bit yeah. of a fucking overreaction. Yeah, um, but yeah, so so we have the dream sex, and then yeah, she looks under the sheet when she wakes up, which is fucking yeah. just hilarious to me, like on so many levels. That like that gag works on multiple levels, and I love it. Like the, this film can actually be, and I use the term loosely here, but it can be quite sophisticated in its humor at times. That's very like fucking that, loosely. No, but you know what I mean. That that's yeah. not like that's not really like I, I, I get think the, comedy and slapstick. But it's yeah. like, yeah, well, okay, either <laughs> either there's been an incident, or you know she's genuinely looking for him, or you know there there are multiple levels yeah. that this works. And I, th- I think for all of the all of the stuff in this film that's not fucking that's that's applicable to. There are so many bits, and if, let's say if you had if you were to have this film without the fucking and have more of that. It would it would be possibly even more than a passable film. It would be yeah. the bits of it which would be entertaining. Yeah, and like I, I said, I genuinely think there's some funny moments. Hold my beer had me rolling. I, yeah, like because yeah. I didn't see it coming either. That gag was set up and telegraphed from a mile away. Yeah, but it was I so mean, daft that it just went. Bit, my favorite bit in the film is coming up after the confirmed twin brother scene, which is the scene with Olga, where Olga loses her cool with Ness yeah. Nespresso or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> um, comes out with the absolutely genius line of, I can't calm down, I'm Polish. And she's saying that to Sicilian. I was like, I was fucking weak. I was just like, this is not the stereotype of Polish people that I have in my mind Mm. as a Brit. So I fucking love the fact that the stereotype of Polish people that Polish have is Polish people can't calm down, Sicilians, too fucking chill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, great. I mean, I, you know, Olga is is clearly the star player of this team, anyway. Fucking, I fucking yeah, loved she's, her. Yeah, she's yeah. fucking brilliant. Um, but before we get that, they like she wakes up, checks under the covers. He's not there, but he is watching her sleep. Creepy. Um, but by the by, then they have this discussion about how he has to go and do business, and she needs to come with him now for some reason, even though she hasn't before. But we have to be careful. Because Massimo will be there. Right. On what fucking planet is this a good idea? Mm. Like, how does this even work? How does the fact that the guy she's run away from, who's a violent criminal, who's raped her, right? How is it a good idea for her to go back anywhere near him Mm. with her new boy toy? Yeah. Who thinks, like, this makes no sense. Well, surely her response to that is, okay, well, if he's going to be there, I'm going that fucking way. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it makes no sense. The, only, the only sense this makes is they've gone, fuck, we've only got 20 minutes to wrap this up. We need all of these people in the same location. Ah, yeah. uh, oh, fuck it. She just goes. Yeah. Whatever. I got I got the impression, because I possibly was 
looking for, I was possibly looking deeper into this film than either one of you two were because as I said I was struggling to work out what the fuck was happening um I got the sense that he had to bring her because it was his dad that called the meeting and his dad's still the head Matthew guy he's just mm-hmm. next in line so he's like yeah. heir to the throne yeah um and the dad knows that he's got Laura with him and because he doesn't want to kick off a mafia war with Massimo he's got to then bring Laura to the meeting so that they can smooth everything over and say no hard feelings have your wife back oh no Let's it's kill it's each other. It, it's not even that I, I've just realized I've replayed what I just said in my head and I realized I probably misspoke because I was kind of colloquializing the whole thing um she goes with him but she asks to go with him when he says Massimo is going to be there this is Laura's choice no, That's he tells her she has to come. He says, yeah, you he, have to he come tells with her, me. Yeah, he tells her she has to come. Does he? All right, because yeah. I, I, yeah, I've written no, here that she... She doesn't have the choice. He says, you yeah. have to come with me, and Massimo's going to be there. Because I'm pretty sure at some point she says to him, well, I'm coming. Um, but maybe that was in the previous scene. I maybe. don't know. Yeah. Um, I was no, pretty no, no. sure she did. Yeah, he, okay. he informs her that, that she has to attend this meeting that Massimo yeah. is going to be at. And she doesn't well, in have that case, then, yeah, it does make no sense whatsoever. Because I've written here that actually the thing is at least she has agency in this because she said that she's going. But in that case, she doesn't have agency there. No, she's, no. Just been, she's just been told that she's yeah. going along. So it's the same old again, the whole... over when he gets there. Yeah. Same yeah. old Laura, same old bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, okay then, fair enough. Um, but other than, this is where I start to struggle because all of our stories come in at us thick and fast now and it's not a complicated plot, right? It's not like it's difficult to follow. Yeah. But we get the big expository scene from the dad as well when they're all at the table and stuff. Yeah. But other than just fucking winding up Massimo, what is the end game here? Because it seems to be like he just really wants to wind up Massimo because yeah. he can. And don't yeah. get me wrong, Massimo's a cunt. Quite happily, quite happily see him be wound up. Hmm. But what is the point? Why have I been watching it for two hours? What well, do you hope to gain? Because well, this, if you want to take him out, do it now while he's sat at the opposite well, end of the table. I was gonna say that's it. If if there's no if he's trying to see off this sort of no, this sort of no interfamily war or I, I, I get that. I think, okay, fine. There's a, the nice bait and switch with the guards as well. Just things, you know, it's a, ni- a nice, you no, know, nice little device there. But yeah, the whole purpose of the meeting is what? Yeah, exactly. It, so, it, so it doesn't seem to. I say it's as you said. It's just bring everybody together so we can have this standoff at the end. Yeah, the, the, and there are a million ways they could have done that, which don't involve this really fucking clandestine, big, you no, know, big mafia meeting. Yeah, I mean they're having a sit down, and it, and it's you know we we know that it's a trope in mafia films that you have a sit down with the heads of the family, but this isn't like a sort of a sit down where they're all at a kind of ceasefire. This is like, he flat out goes for Massimo straight away. He's like, look, I respected your dad, but you're a cunt. Yeah. So just shoot him then. Like, yeah. well, you're not trying to make peace here. You're just, you're flat, you're calling him out and you're winding him up. Yeah. So why, why did you even call him here? Why, why didn't you just cut his fucking head off or something? Like what? Well, it doesn't and, make any sense to me. Un- unless the plan is that you bring him there to watch them kill Lara. Yeah, or unless, like, and, and obviously, spoilers, she's not, but maybe Laura's actually some, like, super assassin and, you know, got a memory wiped in the tunnel or something. I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm just clutching at straws here. And I'm like, how, what is the plan? How does Laura tie into it? There's a million ways you can make this film better and you don't do any of them. Like, yeah. what and is going on? And again, I mean, so we'll move forward to it in a second. But again, the, the whole thing of this is they take away all of her ages, all of the character work they've done and turn her back into a damsel in distress that needs to be rescued. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate. 
need the you know the big tall strong dark handsome man to come in and save her again and we will 100% get onto that when we reach the end of the film because I have a huge issue with that and the end of this oh. film didn't need to be the end of this film at oh. all there is a oh. much better way to do it and we will talk oh. about that when we get there as well yeah. there's an there's an actual end right that they could have gone for in this film which again whilst it's never going to be a good film if they'd have ended this in a very specific way even with the lack of story in the middle mm. what i know about these characters and where you've taken me in the last half hour if they've if, they, if they'd have stuck the land in a very particular way i'd have probably come away from this going yeah all right that's maybe a four out of ten like they they stuck the land in there that that mm. was all right it wasn't offensive but they don't um so instead we get this sit down then <coughs> nacho shows up in some weird fucking steampunk goggle shade looking like he's just wandered straight off the set of the fucking matrix like i don't know what the fuck is going on with him like it did fashion stop for nacho and his family in the early 2000s because when you look at the grunge when, if, if, yeah. when you look at the grunged up look he had lower in and now he's in his fucking suit and his fucking little matrix shades like what the fuck yeah. who dresses like this honestly um so like We've had these these discussions about the mob all the way through as well. Mm. But if the mob's going to be a thing here, why weren't they established as a threat back in Act 1? That's the bit that I'm struggling with. Like, yeah. why are we getting all of this now? Because there wasn't in... an Act, Act 1. Act 1 was just porn. I feel like it's it's lazy writing to the point of not lazy writing in that they, they don't need it and they give us as, as little as possible. It's like the book does a certain thing. And in adapting it, instead of actually looking at it and going, but to make this work for screen, we need to establish our... Th They've just gone, no, nah, we've written this and we're not going to go back and rework it. It's like somebody's read the script and gone, do you know, actually, you need to establish your antagonists in Act 1. And they've gone, oh, yeah, but that would give away the reveal at the end, wouldn't it? So we're hmm. going to have to work out how we do yeah. that. And that's... Rather than like think a, about it, yeah. That's an awful lot of work, you know. We could just put some more fucking in. Yeah. And yeah. somebody's and, and gone, I mean, yeah, all right. And, and yeah, they've got the, the book. They've, they've got little post-it notes and all the bits where the sex scenes are. And they're like, right, we need this bit in, we need this bit in, we need this bit in, we need this bit in. That's like an hour and a half. I think we want two hours runtime because of Netflix won't pick us up. So what about this plot point and this plot point? And that should hold it together. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, why did we not just have a cut? All it needs, cut away right back at the start. You don't have to show Nacho if you want to keep your big reveal, right? Cut away right at the start after you've had the wedding fucking stuff like that to the other mob sat around the table, right? And one of their guys just coming in and going, she's alive. That's all you need. Done. Yeah. We know who they are. We understand that they're the ones that arranged the hit on Laura. Like, that's all it needs. She's well, I mean, alive. Pre presumably, because we don't know what passage of time there's been between the first and second film. So presumably they know she's alive anyway. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. But what I'm saying is give us that information. Show yeah. that to us so we understand like and especially for people who haven't seen the first one it's mm. there in concrete like they organized this hit yeah. on laura it hasn't worked so there's still a threat there's still a war between them and massimo and if anything now it's got worse, worse yeah. because they've tried to kill his wife it, yeah it's 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 either that or you need some sort of acknowledgement of the fact that no there's there's no there's a plan in play and actually it's starting yes it, no and not obviously no not obviously as in director dialogue as that but uh, alluding to the fact that, okay Whatever they've got going on, and we don't need to know what it is, but no, that thing they were doing, we need to be ready. No, we need to be ready to move, or no, people need to start getting in yes. place. Just give it something to say, look, yeah. yes, okay, we you know we're up to something. We're all nefarious and bad. Give yeah, and it, no. do and do a bait and switch. So yeah. as I said, bring the female character in again then to establish yeah. her as more of a threat and as more of an antagonist. Yeah. So 
she's then coming in and having these meetings with Massimo and you think this is plan B and because Massimo is having all of these meetings with the woman that means Lara's on her own a lot more which is then yep. when she encounters this gardener who's lovely but I mean the point is, is if he's actually the heir to this mafia family how the fuck did he get into Massimo's place well anyway? yeah because surely they know who the fuck he was yeah, like, well, yeah. You know, it, it all falls apart unless the, the only Massimo way it... is so distracted because he's got this other female circling around that's drawing all the attention mm -hmm. that then means they're like, oh, we've seen an opening and we can go for but it. You know, the thing that you'd have, I mean, and the only with with <laughs> mafia families, they're never fucking subtle, are they? No. So, so I mean, no. there's no there's no way that he wouldn't know who Nacho was unless he's like the fucking redheaded stepchild who lives lives under the stairs and nobody ever knows about. That's yeah, the because only he way wants to be a surfing out. instructor. Yeah, remember that's he wants to own a surf shop. Yeah, that's the only way this can play out. Because otherwise, yeah. Massimo would, uh, if, even if Massimo does, his 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 entourage would know who the fuck he was. This is where, this is where though, and we've said it a few times already. This is where I'm interested, actually. As much as I'm not going to read it, I'm interested to see what the book is like, right? Because I absolutely think there's a version of this story where Nacho is like that, and he is the red-headed stepchild, but he is still the heir to the throne. And look, let's call it what it is. He's fucking Michael Corleone, right? He really is. Like, not in the Godfather 3 when he's when he's gone fucking mental, but he's Michael in the first Godfather where he's like, yeah, but I don't want to be a gangster. I don't mm. want to kill people. And actually, I'm, I'm just a nice guy. So yeah. fucking leave me alone. And then he has to get pushed into that. And he has to get pushed into that because he has to defend Laura at the yeah. end of the day because he's fallen in love with Laura, just like Massimo has, right? So there is a version of this film that's that. Right, and I'll take that. I'll watch that. Yeah. No problem. And I, again, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I, it feels like, like it, it's so almost there, and and then isn't because of these massive plot holes that they're just ignoring. That it makes me feel like maybe there are entire passages of the book which are that, and they've just gone, yeah, but that's character work, and there's no fucking in it, is it? I'd much yeah. rather see a play with a dildo, right? Yeah. And that's that's what it feels like, and it's unfortunate because I, with the last one. Just like when we watched Bat Pussy, it was just clearly just filth, and garbage, and it was terrible and repugnant. Whereas with this, this is more like the typical kind of films that we watch, especially when we do blockbusters, where you're looking at it and going, this is really annoying because there's almost something there, and you just, you're just just shy of it, and, and it feels like it's because you don't know what you're fucking doing hmm. rather than anything else. And, and that's what this is. That feels like, it feels like they've watched it and gone, yeah, well, everybody liked the last one because of all the sex. So if this is sequel, we need more sex. We need yeah. two Massimos, no waiting, like go for it, right? And that's, that's what this feels like. Yeah. Um, so there's all of these ways you can make this so much better and they're easy. And we're talking a couple of minutes of screen time in some, yeah. some instances. Like I say, all we needed to seed the, the mafiosos was just like they were in the first one. So we know who they are. We haven't yeah. seen them, but they've been referred to. You just need to show them at the table. That's all you need. Show them having a discussion about, yeah, okay, now Massimo's a problem because she survived the tunnel. Yeah. So we've got to do something. Yeah. You know, like that's that's all it needs. We don't get that. Instead, this meeting turns to shit. They reveal that Laura's been taken. And so now, you know, Sex Vengers assemble, I suppose. Massimo and Nacho have got to go and save her. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, and this is the point now where as much as I like the chemistry between Olga and Laura, like, <laughs> 100% I'll take the Massimo and Nacho show all day <laughs> yeah. long. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> like, they're definitely fucking in the third one. They are <laughs> definitely going to fuck. Like, yeah. you could cut that tension with a knife. Like, yeah. You feel like you just want to see them kind of 
rubbing their washboard abs up against each other and making xylophone <laughs> sounds, don't you? Remind me never to check your browser history. <laughs> like, like they, they're definitely into each other, these two. Yeah, right? I'm with you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, yeah. right? And and look, play to the target audience as well. This is what the board housewives out there want, right? This is what everybody signed on for. This is why people are watching this film. Yeah. So that's 100% happening in the third one. And if it doesn't, it'll be an absolute failure. That's how this that's how this whole thing should end, basically. Those two fuck off together. Olga and Laura fuck off together. Everyone's a winner. We're all happy. Yeah. So that's how this should end. But anyway, that's not what happens here. They go out uh saving Laura instead. Which they do a fucking bang up job off, let's be fair. <laughs> oh yeah, excellent job. Yeah. I mean Massimo's a fucking fuckwit and he can't do anything right. Can he? <laughs> but, but, then, but, uh, yeah, but then the thing is, is with Laura, right? So They've spent the first sort of half of this film, two thirds of this film, sort of building her up as a character. And okay, she, then she has the stroppy teenager moment. And then she has the moment where she clearly can't understand that this guy has too nice a house, too nice a car, and is too ripped to be an actual gardener. And, pass, and possibly, like, there's, there's a slight type that she's got an issue with him. And so, but she doesn't see that he could be a mafiosa. Like, mm. he's not that great an actor, but, you know, whatever. But then, she gets to this huge, big, ornate house and she knows he's a mafioso now and she knows that there's another mafioso party mm. there and she's met by bodyguards and they're like, we're taking you to where the meeting isn't happening so you're going to be safe to one side and we've got these guards with you. And they have left her alone in this giant stone hallway with easy hose-down floors. There's not even a fucking bench for her to sit on. And at no point is she stood there thinking, this is shady as fuck. She's just stood there, like, twiddling her thumbs, whistling a jaunty little tune to herself. And, like, when the twin brother appears and she starts having a rant at him, I'm not going to lie, I... To, they should have fucked, shouldn't they? look at the credits to know if it's the same actor that plays Massimo yeah. that plays right. Twitch. Because he looks so fucking different. Right. Now, he's, he's credited as the same bloke. He, he is credited as the same bloke. I have to check as well, right? Because his performance as the twin is so fucking good. Like, yeah. we get an actual performance here. Yeah. And I'm watching he's him going like... different characters to the point that yeah. I... I didn't know if it was the same actor or not. No, like that that is performance, the level of the actor just disappearing into the yeah. character. Yeah. Like I I I mentioned at the start that there is a performance at the end of this film, and yeah. this is it. Like yeah. at this point, and I've done nothing but slag him off for the first one and most of this one, not just the character, but I, I remember distinctly saying his performance was shit in the first one as well. Yeah. And I'm watching this going like this dude's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, this is a fantastic performance. Where have you been hmm. for the rest of the fucking film? Like, if you can do this with this guy, yeah, I know Massimo's a cunt, but you can still do something with him then because yeah. you're clearly a very fucking good performer. So yeah, it just vanishes. I'm watching it, having not seen the first one, and I am genuinely thinking, right, so this is another character that I haven't met from the first. Like, I was like, okay, so he's the twin brother, but I didn't think it was the same actor because he was, like, the physicality, everything yeah. about yeah, him yeah, was yeah. so yeah. different. And admittedly, it does make Laura look like even more of a fucking Muppet. But still, like, I've got a... Yeah, yeah, completely. Like, really fucking good job there. What, what I can't understand, bear in mind everything you just said, and I'm, I'm there on that journey with you as well. She's in this fucking hose-down-floor room. She's basically in a fucking... She she's a in a kill room. box, right? Yeah, she's, she's in the, the box. Right? Bearing in mind that she spent the entirety of the last year being held hostage by Massimo in similar rooms, right? You'd think she'd be looking around going... Where's the exits? 
this is a room that I'm going to get fucked in, right? Then yeah. in walks Massimo's twin. How does she not just fuck him? I don't understand. Like before she realized, because to me, again, here's your character moment here where you reveal it, right? And it makes him more of a villain as well. It's like the two of them fuck and he's a tender lover and he takes his time with her. Mm. And he <laughs> to the point where they get about halfway through and she goes like, Hang on yeah, he hasn't tried to choke Take me your shirt yet. off, love. Take your shirt off. Hang on a minute. Where are the butt plugs? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) How does, again, it's such an easy fucking Mm. scene, right? And it, like, it would elevate the film. Like, it absolutely, because again, then, Laura has agency as a character to be able to, like, she's got him in a vulnerable position at that point, so she can make a play for him. Right. And she can try and kill him. And then, yeah, obviously he's going to flip it around because we need to get to the ending or do we, but it gives us something to do. And it's also a far more interesting way of revealing this yeah. than him just twirling his mustache as good as that performance is mm. much better. Again, you know, it's deceitful and stuff like that, but it's going to be consensual on her part because this yeah. is her husband that she hasn't seen. And maybe she made a mistake and I don't know. And, you know, there's all these emotions flying around because she's in a familiar environment to them. Like, I think it's acceptable for them to fuck. And it's much more interesting then if she goes, no, Massimo doesn't fuck that way. And I know because I fuck Massimo a lot. In fact, it's all I do. So I think that's far more interesting. But we don't mm. get that, unfortunately. No. Um, but yeah, we do get the reveal. Um, we get an actual fucking performance. Um, I, and, and it's at this point I've written, and you'll have missed this anyway, Helen, but I've been watching out for this all film. And it's not mentioned, but I did get very worried here because I've written, this is all a very stressful situation for Laura. I'm really worried about her weak heart. Oh, no, never mind. They haven't mentioned that at all in this film. Whereas in the first one, it is constantly told that she has a weak heart. She has a problem with her. Never goes anywhere. Never, like never, ever goes anywhere. Doesn't mean anything. But she has a weak heart and they constantly remind us of that. Nope, well, maybe after the accident in the tunnel, maybe they put an arc reactor in instead. Ian Laura, yeah. Well, we've got <laughs> the Sex Avengers, so, you know, I can totally see it, definitely. But Yeah, no, it, it, it was such it was such um, a niche character point as well. This whole thing, because that's, that's how they, you know, that was the thing they met, wasn't it? She was, at the same time, she was having a heart attack on the beach, he got shot. Well, if you remember, I had a whole theory about the first one, about yeah. how it was some near-death experience that they both had at the yeah. same time because he's yeah. been shot and she's had a heart attack and they see each other in this kind of ethereal dream state. Mm. And then that's why he's obsessed with her and that's why she doesn't fight because their spirits are just being drawn together. And I, I put far too much thought into the first film because we got One to the, the fucking end. fucking writers and, did. And it was, no, we got to the end and it was like, no, it's just a bunch of fucking and now we're going to kill her off in a tunnel. Um, so... You know, that didn't come to pass at all. But it felt like that was where the first film was going to go. Mm. And I was giving it far too in-depth a reading. But then, again, like, just like the pregnancy, they've thrown it away. They've just like, yeah, she's got a weak heart, but uh, we just, not anymore she hasn't. She's cured. We cured her weak heart because when we when she had the miscarriage, we cut her open and, yeah, we put an arc reactor in, whatever. But just give Face us... The batteries. Give us a line of fucking... Diet. Yeah, I mean, you know she's got loads of batteries lying around, so there's no problem there, is there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, She's got a drawer full of the fucking things. So, yeah, just do it. But, yeah, very worried about her weak heart at this point. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because she's not going to be around much longer anyway. Um, <laughs> then, all of a sudden, we get this fucking Mexican standoff. Hmm. And, holy shit, everybody's dead, Dave. Dave, everyone's dead. Literally, <laughs> they off 
everybody except Massimo and Nacho. Like, and they only do that so they can share that glance at the end where they're just like, yeah, respect, dude. Job well yeah. done. Let's not yeah. kill each other because maybe we'll fuck tomorrow because I can't yeah. fuck Laura anymore. Actually, he probably would still fuck Laura even though she's just been shot. Like, yeah. I don't think I'd That's put necrophilia past him. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd put it past him at all. Uh, no. She can't say no at this point, can she? Not that I've bothered him before anyway. But the thing is, as well, I mean, they spent four-fifths of fuck all time building up the twin brother. Yeah. He appears and now he's dead. What was the fucking point? What's the point in any of it? Because the way this should end is Laura should save Massimo and Nacho. That's how this should fucking yeah. end. Like, I that is the, that is the only satisfactory resolution here. It's got to be the third one. Because, right, so the the, the ex-girlfriend clearly dead because that was a shot right through the centre of the tour. Oh, yeah, so she, that's, she, that's she, that's she exploded. She's the dead. twin brother was a shot to the shoulder. And as we know, shot to the shoulder is always the shot place. That's a through and through. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, through and through. Yeah, it's a through and through. But that's always where you get shot. If you want to have a character get shot, but also be able to recover enough to, like, you know, come around for, like, the, the villainous thing. Now, Lara's injury being through the, the stomach area. Now, that can be a through and through, but that can also be a gut shot or a stomach shot. So she's either going to be fine or that is the most painful way to die possible. She's very tiny. Like, this this is literally a case of centimetres with the positioning of it. But it doesn't matter because we see that all explode outwards and she falls forwards on the ground. So she's bleeding out. Then the girlfriend gets shot. The brother gets shot. There's a few seconds of, like, reaction and shock with this. And then there's the whole... Then Nacho turns the gun on Massimo... The two of them kind of look at each other and they're like, no, nah, do you know what? We're cool. And they have wasted opportunity for him not to make out, though. Yeah, they have a moment and a bro, bro, a bro nod. But the whole point of why they're even there in the first fucking place is both of them are a bit obsessed with Laura and both of them are trying to win her over. Meanwhile, she is lying on the ground in front of them, bleeding out. Bleeding out. Yeah. No one is going to do first aid. No one is going to put pressure on that wound. And then, like, Massimo watches Nacho turn around and leave. And then he just kind of meanders his way over to, like, the <coughs> bleeding out form of Laura. And we see a nice overhead shot. So we can see just how much she's, like, limp and... Like, you know, hmm. dying slowly. And he doesn't, again, doesn't put pressure on her and just kind of, like, picks her up and, like, rocks her shoulders around a bit. And I'm just like, <laughs> you're a fucking mafioso. Like, you know how to deal with gunshot wounds. Like, you've been slamming tables. You've been losing your shit all over the place. She's been fucking shot. She's been shot in front of you. And your response is, oh, oh, yeah, my wife's been shot. Oh, all oh, right. Are you all right, love? Are you all right? Hello? <laughs> Hello? But no, it's even worse because at, at the very start of the first one, he got fucking shot. He knows what no, he, he knows, knows what, what it's that, like. What, what that feels like. And also, like regardless of regardless of, of which side of whatever this is on, right? You've got Massimo is the don of his family, and then you've got Nacho, who's not, but he's going to be in his very high up. You mean to tell me that none of them, bearing in mind the mafioso, and they're at like Nacho's estate, they've got a doctor, they have one right there, and Nacho can go and get him. Because people are showing up there, stabbed, shot, all sorts of stuff. Like, maybe that, I mean, in fairness, for all we know, maybe that's where Nacho's going. And actually, that's probably where the third film's going to start. And Nacho's going to come back with a doctor. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, but he's got to look cool doing it. Well, no, the next one will start six months later, where they'll be be renewing their vows. I mean, I should have even less of a dress on. In fairness, thinking about Nacho's character and how perfect he is, I'm actually surprised that he didn't just drop to his knees and start bandaging her up himself. To yeah. be honest, because he can do everything else. Um, but I mean, she's clearly going to survive. Blood on his suit, wouldn't he? 
Yeah. She's clearly going to survive for the third hmm. one. Um, yeah. I, I'm kind of hung up on the Barbara Gordon of it now, Mark, and I, and I shouldn't be, but you've put that thought in my head and knowing these films and how fucked up they are, <laughs> I'm, but, <laughs> I'm actually a little bit worried that that puts her in a very vulnerable position and they would exploit that. And if they do, I don't think no, they can they, even no, watch they, the third they one. They wouldn't exploit anything like that. No, that would be, that would be, I mean, that would be tasteless. Yeah. Um, but, I, but yeah, no, they wouldn't do that. The real problem with all of this is like, you're right, Helen. The reason they're there is because they were all obsessed with, with Laura. Mm. This whole thing is about Laura. And that's why this scene has to have Laura take charge. This needs to be the end. Totally different film, much better and a totally different genre. But that's why this film has to end on a Chase and Amy moment. This mm. film has to end with Laura killing everyone else. Yeah, fuck you. Even those two around. I'm gone. Even those two alive. Yeah, and literally going, fuck you both. You're both children. Fuck I'm off. Out. And just walking off. And that's how this film needs to end. And that yeah. would have been a satisfactory ending. Like, I oh. would have felt... If it had ended like that, I literally yeah. would have gone, yeah, do you know what? That was all right. That, that was... was a slow-mo walk out of the building where Olga <coughs> was next to a really fucking swish oh. sports car with sunglasses on, cigarette in hand. Yes, and they fell and, and Louise. Like... Yeah, they, they fell and Louise off down the road. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. Like, that's that would have won me around genuinely even with the little story that we had because it's so focused on laura this one and her character development and yes it's been inconsistent but it is about character development like if it had ended with that with her just going like fuck you and fuck you i'm out Mm. i'd have just been like yeah all right fair play and and i feel like that would have been satisfying i I mean you've got to then walk that back somehow for the third one Mm. but it sets you up then for the third one where they both have to try and get her back somehow yeah yeah, by not being assholes. By not being us, and maybe she goes missing. Do you know what I mean? Because maybe she changes her hair color again. Maybe she goes redhead this time, so nobody can find her. Because it's a bit like Clark Kent putting glasses on when she changes her hair color. Nobody knows where she is, uh, or knows who she is rather. So if she changes the hair color again, maybe they've got to go trotting around the world. You know, fucking their way around the world, obviously, obviously. Uh, looking for Laura. I mean, they're going to fuck everyone that looks like Laura. Or That's maybe, good. where in the world is Laura? Yeah, right. or maybe Laura falls afoul of Interpol because she tries to go back to her normal life. But because she's been connected with all of these mafia people, they take her in and they're wanting information on them. And they obviously, break her she's, out. she's she's not she's not talking, despite the fact that they've got her in like locked up in solitary confinement. Because she's like, please, bitches, I've been through this for years, mate. Like you have got to try fucking harder, and I mean that literally. And then the two of the Nacho and Massimo then team up together to break her out and the rest of it. Because Olga comes to them and she's just like, right. Both of you are arseholes. Laura thinks you're both arseholes. But to be perfectly honest, I need a SWAT team to break into the building so that we can get Laura out. I'm leading this mission because you two are fuck up. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% here for that part three. Unfortunately, yeah. we're not going to get it because instead, Laura just goes and gets herself shot like a useless cunt. <laughs> um, but it's, and, and, and it's literally, it is literally the same ending as the first film, except yeah. instead of driving into a tunnel, she now gets shot through the stomach. We're still yeah. in the situation where we're like, is she dead? Isn't she dead? What's going on? Yeah, so no idea. It, it, they've literally gone for the same ending. Um, I don't suppose, I, I think from what I remember, when you read the synopses on the last podcast, well, you did say part three is all about Massimo having to decide whether he sticks with the family or I'm wins Laura back. Now. I'm, I'm so, just looking for it now, but I can't find it. Um, the the wiki page has changed. So that suggests at least that she does survive. I'll be shocked if she doesn't. Um, well, because, yeah, because, I mean, fucking a corpse would be a bit much. I wouldn't put it past him. Oh, God, no. 
I honestly, I wouldn't put it past them. Either that, or they would all of a sudden, like, she would have a twin sister as well. No explanation. She just has a twin sister. Well, they've, done why, that. they've done that one now. That's why there's two different hair colours. <laughs> yeah. And actually, they've both had their own version of Laura all along. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're that clever. No, they're not. But <laughs> I, I, I think the third one is literally going to... It's just going to open like the second one. It's just going to be like, nah, she's fine, actually. She's all right. Like We've stitched her up a bit, so she looks a bit rough now, but she's fine. It's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And, um, yeah, and, and I'm, I bet I'm still you, looking for I, the, um, the the third part now. I'm still looking for a. a I bet you she it. won't even have a scar in the third one. No, I bet you she won't. Or if she does, they'll have strategically put a tattoo over it. There'll be a scene where Massimo's giving her a tattoo. That's what they'll be. Mm. So when she had the heart trouble in the first one, she didn't have like surgery or anything for do, that. Do. Well, she may have done, but no, they. they but she, no clearly, scar. she clearly hasn't. Yeah, no. I mean, she, she, they they may have done this really futuristic technology where they don't leave scars and shit, but yeah, no. no. But yeah, again, it, it, it's it's fine because she doesn't have a heart problem anymore. Not an issue. It's just gone away. It was like the baby. It's just gone. It was there. And, and there you go. And, and now there's justification why they can't have kids because she got shot in the, in the abdomen. Oh, fuck. Wouldn't have this been so much better if she was still pregnant? I know that sounds horrible, but that's... <laughs> she's yeah. still pregnant again. From, from a story yeah. point of view, yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh God, yeah. yeah. Well, no, because if she got pregnant again, it would be nachos, wouldn't it? But, no, not necessarily. Because well, no. no. she didn't fuck him because he only went down on her. And that was yeah. in a dream as well. Yeah, so, yeah. whereas no, yeah. her husband did fuck right away from Sunday. She could so. be a few weeks along and not know. Yeah. Because she's been very stressed out with all of the things and stuff. Like, you d- you don't always yeah. maintain a regular cycle under stressful situations. Like, that's, you know. I'm sure should, I don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, if she if she is a few weeks gone, she's been drinking a fuck ton of alcohol as well. But then if she doesn't know, then, yeah. you know. It doesn't count until you know. Yeah. No, no. Um, so who knows where the third one's going to go. But I like my idea. Well, apparently, yeah, I, I apparently like your it, was idea. At, it was shot at the same time as uh, as this one. So it should be released within the next 12 months. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my notes on the end are literally that it should have ended like that. Um, but then in terms of the ending we've got, um, I've already touched on it, but, but when they share that look at the end when they turn the guns on each other, like there's no excuse for them not making out. Like, who is this film even for at that point? Like, know your audience yeah. seriously, because if you're gonna be this blatantly shit, like just just go all in. Just yeah. the horny absolutely... housewives want the two guys to get it on, and they also would quite like a bit of pegging while we're there. <laughs> yeah, right. So just go for it. <laughs> just go. Even. If you're if you're not even gonna get them like to get it on, just one of them give the other one a cheeky wink or something, just like Slap his butt as he walks away. Well, I mean, Massimo's clearly checking him out as he walks away. That's mm. why it takes him so long to go to yeah. Laura because he's watching him walk away in slow motion. Yeah. Like, they may as well play the theme from Top Gun at that point. <laughs> like it just needs it just needs to take my breath away over the top of it, and 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 you're there, right? So there's that but like what a fucking terrible ending to to a terrible story that that's mm-hmm. the problem like it's it's nearly there but it's not and so it ends up just being absolutely fucking terrible and this yeah. ends up being a film about nothing or nobody mm-hmm. and that's the problem I, this film has no reason to exist it's got nothing to say nothing to offer no entertainment value like it, it's just not for anybody is it it's not for us because there's not enough film there hmm. and it's not for the horny housewives because there's not, not enough, enough fucking in it so what is the point like are we even, i don't even know if we're going to get the third one now you mentioned that it's been shot mark but like 
Netflix are axing things left, right, and center at the moment because they're bleeding money. I, th- so, I think it, it'll appear somewhere, whether it, whether Netflix um, release it or, or somebody else. I mean, somebody else will pick it up and go, well, hang on, this no, the first two were number one on Netflix for however many weeks. This many people watched it. So even if it's not as good, we'll still take it because people will watch it. I mean, it depends if, it if it's under contract. Yeah. The first one did come out for Valentine's Day. Yeah. The first one was a Valentine. It had a cinematic release on Valentine's Day, didn't it? The first one. I mean, so, that's a romantic yeah. film to take your other half to. Come and watch some rape and spitting. Um, lovely. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Uh, look, it, it's fucking awful, isn't it? It's a fucking awful film. Yeah. I, I think I think you're right. And so we said earlier, it doesn't know what it is, and because of that, you just get this jumbled mess of yeah, nothing. You get no. You get some softcore porn, but not enough to make it the film the first one was. And you get mm. some story and some plot, but not enough to make it an actual film. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's neither one nor the other. And, and that's, yeah. that's the worst. I think that's the most damning verdict we can give anything. You know, yeah. when I really, really fucking hate something like the first one, then I think I said this at the time as well. I can't remember, but rightly or wrongly, it provoked a reaction in me. Mm. And that's a good thing. I can't believe I'm going to use this term, but that's what art should do. Okay. Now it provoked a reaction. It, it was a repulsive reaction, but it provoked but a very reaction. strong reaction in yeah. me. You know, we had this discussion when we talked about bat pussy as well. Same thing. Uh, when we when we get stuff that actually I really like on this show, I will very passionately defend it as well. You know, and when we get the stuff in the middle, I'll look for the the good in it, and I'll end up somewhere in the middle. But I'll still have an opinion. It'll be good or it'll be bad for these reasons. Yeah. With this, I just don't give a fuck. Because it's yeah. not for anyone. And, and that's the most damning indictment you can give to anything, I think, is that it's just nothing, is it? Yeah. It's, it's I th- just... I, I think the thing for me, I mean, when uh, we've talked about it on the network before, like, when we're watching stuff for SMPD, or, or um, I will sit and I'll quite happily play FIFA while I'm watching stuff on my iPad. Or I'll be doing, I'll be working while I've got it on on, a, on another window on the, on the computer. When we do stuff for this show, because we go into so much depth with it, I will generally sit there and solely watched the film and yeah. within i say certainly within half an hour the fucking ironing board was out which hasn't been it hasn't moved in the last three fucking years i had to get the fucking cobwebs off it just to set it up couldn't find the fucking iron but even that was preferable to watching the film and then i spent the last yeah so the, certainly the the, 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 the the last hour of this film doing the iron at the same time because it was more fucking interesting it was the only thing i could do to keep it actually keep myself interested in it and I don't do that for the show because of the, because of the amount of detail we go into, and the fact that the fact that you know, for what as as we've said before, now, regardless of how we feel about it and the quality and all the rest of it, people made this film. This is a product that somebody's gone out and made, and people have worked on it. Whether they worked hard or not, I don't know, but they certainly worked on it. So giving them the respect, actually, look, I'm going to watch it. If, we, if I'm going to rip the shit out of it for two hours, I'm going to at least watch it first. Mm. And I couldn't bring myself to do that, and that. For me, that's a far bigger indictment than anything else. The fact I I couldn't even sit down for a hundred nine minutes and watch what is effectively porn. Kinda, but it's yeah. not. That's yeah. the problem. That, that's and that's the thing. You know, that, that that should be able to hold my attention, and it couldn't. Well, I mean, you'd hope so, but then you know, by by that argument, bat pussy should hold your attention for. Well, it did for it did well. for a whole other reasons. <laughs> yeah, mainly because I, I want to be sick for a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's it's. It's a film about nothing that goes nowhere and achieves nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's, just, it's nothing. I, I, I'll never watch this again, but for different reasons that I'll never watch the first one again. Yeah. And I'll never watch this again just because it's fucking shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean, but it is. My, my thing with like films like this is, I call it the Von Seal test, is 
your title and your marketing and how you pitch the film, there's a certain promise that you've made that I expect you to fulfil from the film. And it doesn't matter. And that doesn't necessarily make the film good or bad. It just means that you've established expectations in me as an audience member that has got some understanding of like the genres and the conventions with it and the tropes. And so if I go into watching something and it's literally, it's like the most cliched version of the thing that you've set up, I'm not going to hate it as long as you've really committed to it. If Mm. they've committed to it and they have gone all out and they've been just like, we're not trying to be art. We are just trying to make the film that we have promised you. Then I'll love it. Like, you know, I will, you know, defend it to the heavens and what have you. Where I have issues with stuff is where you promise a certain set of expectations and then you just, you wimp out, you mm. you can't decide like what side of the fence you're going to do. You've got creative differences between mm. the creative team that's making the film and the producers and the studio that are putting up the money. And that then is reflected in a bad edit that's just a mess. Like all of that is terrible. And sometimes you can watch a film like that and I find that I get so enraged by it, I go off and I write a better version and I'm just like, yeah, that works for me. And then other times I'm just like, this was such a massive waste of my time and it can mm. just piss off and die and like this is because I freely admit I read all the trashy smutty books you can possibly imagine because I think they're a riot I love the fact that I can be as drunk as a fucking skunk on wine and I don't need to worry about engaging my brain to follow the story because it is just basically fucking and I know what this if a guy turns up and he we get a paragraph describing his fucking abs then I'm like well those fucking abs will be fucking in about four pages time and I'm here for it (laughs) and sometimes they get really creative and really inventive and like the plot takes me in places that I'm not expecting I'm just like oh do you know what this is a really fucking good book I'm gonna make my sister read it because she is gonna hate it (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh yeah well that was fine like it just passed a couple of hours and this fucking thing like I don't want to read the book because I I made this mistake with Fifty Shades of Grey but like I just feel like I could do so much better and I wouldn't even need to be that pissed. Yeah. Like yeah. a baby bottle of Prosecco and I could do so much better. It, like all of us could do better than this in, in the space yeah. of 30 seconds, I think. Yeah. Like it's not, the, the problem is, I think with this one especially, like the first one was not for me, right? In terms of the fucking and, and the yeah. sex bill. Like, and I'm not joking when I say, I think you should probably be worried about people that don't really like the stuff that goes on in that first one. It's just illegal, most of it, and distasteful <laughs> and wrong. Um, and, and like I said, that's not me being judgy. That's the law. Um, so that's not for me, right? But at least it had a stance and it was going for that. It was, it was the super extreme version of Fifty Shades of Grey, right? That's what it was. But made for Netflix, so obviously you can't, you can't show a lot, but that's what it went for. This is just Channel 5 porn, isn't it? Yes. Just softcore fucking. Yeah. With half a really. story just to it, It's yeah. Channel 5 softcore porn where you keep falling asleep at various intervals and you sort of jolt awake and the mm. film's still going and you're like, I've missed 20 minutes. What the fuck is happening? Except that's you haven't fucking. fallen asleep. That's how it's cut. It's it it's the Channel Five stuff that yeah used to be on at like two three o'clock in the morning when you were like just awake so you're watching whatever's on TV but yeah. you're tired so yeah you're right Helen you're kind of you're nodding off and then you'll come back around watch it for half an hour nod off again 
come back around, nod off again, and you you don't miss anything. It's yeah. just the same people fucking over, I just realized over and over. There was a, there was an actual plot event that we completely skipped over when we've been talking about this, which was the assassin that went to Nacho's house that came in the house in the middle of the oh, night. Oh yeah. yes, Laura. Nacho then killed Nacho him. And that kills was the first him. time that Laura realized maybe Nacho isn't a gardener. That's... Unless, unless you stab yeah. her a set of shears. And then, but then the question is, who sent the assassin? Because it's kind of implied that it was maybe Massimo, but then he, then in the next scene, they don't know where Laura yeah. and Nacho are. So that then rules them out. But then it can't be the dad. Because they want yeah. her alive. Because they want her alive. And also he doesn't know where Nacho has Laura. So that then implies that there must be like a third agency because oh, somebody fuck, sent this assassin. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah. Yeah, so would I. Um, but yeah, that's how he reveals himself, isn't it? Because he, yeah, and it is after that then. it's not a gardener. It's after that that they go to the cove and they have the yeah. discussion where he's he like, have... that's what prompts yeah. the talk. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did completely miss that. Um, yeah. But but that is also because most of that fight largely happens off screen. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, think... she's she's in the foreground, sort of carrying behind a wall, yes. and you just see it in soft soft. I, I was just them. about to say, I think in fairness, that is an artistic choice. I think that is yeah. that is a decision. Yeah, that is a decision to stay with Laura. Um, but yeah, it does kind of wash over us a little bit. I think. Um, but yeah, totally forgot about that. Yeah, the nice gardener is actually a fucking badass who, who takes an assassin out in about two seconds flat. Yeah. Um, what a weird fucking film. <laughs> what a weird, weird... And, and, like, if you're going to be this weird and pointless, like you say, Helen, like, at least commit to it. Like, throw some yeah. fucking dinosaurs in there. Give us some fucking yeah. aliens. Like, just do it all. Just you know yeah, I'm always here for T-Rex. Yeah, just always. do it all. If you're going to do it, do it all. Yeah. Like, if, if it's just going to be random fucking, then it may as well be fun. So... Yeah. Like, yeah. But we don't get that, do we? So no. hey ho, we get what we get. Um, it's not the worst film we've watched. No. But it's it's it's, it's down it's the quite, bottom. It's, 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 it's in the relegation zone. <laughs> yeah, but it but it's not in the it's not in the realms of being like disgusting, like like mm. Bat Pussy or the first one is. It's just a bad film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm fairly sure we've covered it, but um, is it better than Mario? Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Uh, in in no way whatsoever is it better than Mario. I mean, my closing notes here are that I think there's actually a passable but not good film in here if they ch- could just decide who it's for and what it's about. Um, mm. But they don't. And Olga and Laura never fuck, and they never refer back to the pregnancy. Boo. That's my... <laughs> no, it is not better than Mario. Helen? Right. <clears throat> this is very difficult for me because on one hand I've got, I can't calm down, I'm Polish. <laughs> but on the other hand, I've got an actual dinosaur. So, and, and I actually think you get better BDSM scenes in Mario as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. So it's incredibly close. Like It's like tiny, 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 but Mario just slides on in there. Well, everybody um, else does, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Mark? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm I, I've sort of applied the same litmus test we normally do. Is if, you know, if the two of them are in front of me, which am I going to watch? And the honest answer is, I'm going to go back to more fucking ironing. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, it's not even fucking close. Um, you, you're right. There, there are the there are the makings of a good film in here for about twenty minutes of the hundred and nine, and the rest of it is just fucking tedious. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I'll take Mario any any time over this. 
you would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as always, love to know what people think, um, especially anybody who, who sort of wants to defend this or the first one, because, I mean, that's always fun. Um, but yeah, um, reach out, get in touch. Um, let us know on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also get our previous episodes, including the one on the first film and our other shows as well. Wherever you get your podcast from, subscribe, leave us a message, we'll as best we can. Until next time. No, we're not going out easy. Wait a minute. Um, by the time you listen to this, um, and I can't believe he's, he's not mentioning this because he is quite modest, I suppose. By the time you listen to this, Mark will have a book coming out in no, less than a week's we, we, time. Yeah, so it'll be a week. It'll be a week listeners. Yeah. So we talk a lot about writing on this show and we talk a lot about how we can do better. So Mark's put his money where his mouth is. Uh, so Mark, where is your book available? What is it called? Push people in the right direction. Yes. So it's called Beware the Boy. It will also be available on our, uh, via our website. There'll be links on there, but it'll be on all the usual channels. It's uh, ebook only for the moment. So the more demand there is, the more chance there is we get an actual physical release. So no, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Um, but yeah, it'll be on uh, Apple, Google, um, Google Play, Amazon, Kobo, million other places i can't remember so yeah the links will all be on our website as of uh as well by the time this this episode goes live so go buy mark's book it's far more entertaining than 365 days this day uh spend and, and, your time yeah, reading and, that instead and, and if it's not again let me know let me know why. yeah and, and you know yeah if if you want to call us out on bullshit then and just say what the fuck are you guys talking about you don't know how to write i'll remind you that it's mark's book uh but you can... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, absolutely, of course, get in touch, feedback, tell tell your friends, tell your family, buy it for them as presents. Yeah. If, if, there, support, if there are people, if you like it and there are people you like, direct them that way. If there are people, people you don't like and you don't like it, send them it anyway, because tell them, tell them, you know, it's, it's an olive branch and you punish them that way. Yeah. What we're basically, saying is basically buy, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Yeah. So there you go. Um, buy Mark's book. By the time uh, you've finished reading that book, we'll be back again and we'll be looking at Versus. Definitely this Probably. time. So yeah, well, you never you know. Wanna... Something else might come out before then. No, no, we'll, no, we'll definitely no, I'm, no, I'm, no, 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 I am sorry. I have had to sit through three absolute shockers of a film. I want my batshit toddler on crack cocaine, Japanese fighting, motorcycles. What the fuck is plot? Don't give a shit. It's style over substance. Yes, please. So we there you okay. go. Can't yeah, sell it go. any better than that. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. We'll do that next. Yeah. Until next time. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>